So I saw that Nintendo just posted something about how the the Labo VR kit is going to be supported in Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. And that seems pretty newsworthy. Like, that's pretty cool. But there's not really any information about, like, what's different. Hmm. It shows, like, for for Mario, it shows that there's, like, new challenges inside the worlds. But it's still just, like, you're, I guess you're playing the game and, like, you know, it's not first person or anything. You're just running around the world with the VR goggles on. And then Zelda looked like it's just a thing you toggle to turn that you know mode on, I... and then you're playing Zelda in VR. Like again, yeah. it's not first person. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, what so, I realize yeah. having almost 200 hours and almost 300 hours in the Breath of the Wild, what? you know, you don't swim in that game. Like I'm talking about like, underwater, and it yeah. weirds me out now for some reason. Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot I... of Zelda games you don't swim underwater. <clears throat> I mean, there's sections where you go underwater. Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess. Skyward Sword, you don't. Um, but it just felt... Now I, I past, didn't think about it. The original, you don't? No. Link's Awake, well, it's Link's more, it's Awakening, more of a, you do, but it's like... It's, it's more of a 3D quality. thing. It's more of a, more of a 3D thing. Um, but, like, I don't know, like... Wind, Wind Waker, you don't? Wind, well, Wind Waker's all fucking water. Fuck that game. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> what? I'm just saying, there's tons of examples. Wind Waker's, Wind Waker's fine, it's just not my favorite Zelda game. It's okay. fine. Um, Wing Waker is perfectly fine. It's okay. It's, it's fine. Very, okay. It's a very mediocre Rush Zelda game. I'm going to slap you when I see you. Mm. That's mm. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know exactly why. Uh, uh, that's this funny. is for Wind Waker, bitch! <laughs> he just doesn't say anything. He just slaps you before he says anything. No, okay, I'll just slap him and then go back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> then get on Twitter. Yeah, I met uh, I met Ben. <laughs> yeah, real cool guy. It'd be like that. What is that? That that um, we'll be right back. Means like like I go, hey Thomas, what's up? And he slaps me. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I oh, pictured him more like the Batman and Robin meme. Oh, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Hello everyone and welcome to the Charge Shot Gamescast. Each and every week friends gather around and talk about things going on in their lives and games that they possibly have played. Today I have with me Justin. I've played games. And Lo, did you play a video game? Yeah, I played a video game. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Ben? You played at least two video games. (laughs) Ben, did you play any video games while you were gone? Uh, does Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball three count? Wait, there's a three. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's, that's the controversy. That's the controversy. I didn't play that. Yes, I didn't <laughs> play video games. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's start off with the usual, Justin. Uh, what about the unusual, Justin? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I actually I haven't played much. Like I did play video games. I didn't lie, but I haven't played much. Um, mostly I jumped into some Borderlands, uh, the second one with Low, or was that last week? I don't know. This it's That was this week, I think. Yeah, that was this week. Okay. I remember, like, we talked briefly about it last week, but I couldn't, I couldn't really remember, like, when we played. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we did some Borderlands 2, which was fun, because this is only one we both have. And then... Oh, I streamed some. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> not not very long. Just kind of like as a as a test of like, you know, the quality and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, you did. That mm-hmm. was um, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got that looking pretty good, so I think I'm actually ready to start streaming once I figure out a schedule. Um, it's a good. It'll probably be weekday nights, so I have to decide like what night like I care about the least, um, Mm -hmm. and can actually be like you know somewhat functional. Because sometimes like I get home from work and I'm just like, nah, nah, I'm not Mm -hmm. doing anything Mm -hmm. tonight. So I need to find a a (laughs) night that like I'm least likely to be lazy, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But technically, I think everything is good now. So that's exciting. And then aside from that, I pretty much just played, I started up a new game of um, Pokemon Heart Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's did actually, you? oh, you did that too? Well, Soul Silver. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I had Soul Silver before, but now I'm, I, I got Heart Gold. Um, I've had the ROM of it for a long time. Um, actually, I think I own it too. Uh, I might own Soul Silver. I can't remember. Um, but every time I tried to start it up, it would, like, crash right around the time when you get the egg from uh, Mr. Pokemon. Um, like, it would freeze or, like, mm. the graphics would go crazy or whatever. So, like, I would just give up and... Because, you know, it's kind of a slow start to that game. And this time I finally, like, I tried a different emulator. Uh, there's a newer version of the uh, the uh, DS emulator that I use. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, D-E-S-M-U-M-E. How do you pronounce that? Des Desimum. I don't know. Um, and it has like some better uh, graphical coding and things like that. So like it can actually run everything at like 720 to 1080, which most DS games aren't you know that good looking, but they are better looking than the DS can handle. That's for sure. So it's kind of fun to like you know run them at like three or four times the the graphical resolution because uh, nice. some things look pretty slick. Yeah. They look like almost 3DS quality in some hmm. cases. Hmm. Um, Pokemon, not so much because it's a lot of 2D uh, animated sprites, mm-hmm. but it kind of, it kills some of the jaggies and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if it's the new emulator or what, but for some reason it was working mostly okay. So I've actually been playing quite a bit of it. I'm about two gems in. Um, occasionally I'll get a graphical stutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had to change the settings a little bit because I went into the uh, the dark cave, like the first cave you come into where you need flash, and um, I used flash, and like it lit up the cave, like you know it shows the little like the circle around your character where you can see, mm-hmm. and then it just the whole screen went black. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay, so I left the cave, and everything was back to normal. I'd go back into the cave, still black. Hmm. So like basically flash. Like the way that the you know the layers of the game uh, mm-hmm. make flash work mm-hmm. wasn't rendering in the emulator, so I had to mm. change the the graphical settings in there so that I could get my get flash to actually register in the game, um, <laughs> so that I could explore that cave, which was super awkward. Um, but sometimes I'll get like a weird graphical stutter where like I'll leave a combat and come back and like the character model is like just a random like block of uh, different graphics. Mm, mm-hmm. And all I have to do is like, I go into the menu, save reset, uh, reload my save and it's fine again. Mm. So it's a, you know, it's a minor inconvenience, but man, I forgot how much I love that generation. Like mm. it just, uh, one of my friends has been also playing through gen one, like the actual, like original, uh, I think red on the three DS, like the, um, the, eShop version that they put out and he was talking about how rough 
Gen 1 was originally. Like, we all remember it fondly because it's what we had growing up. But, like, there's no balance to that game. Because, um, like, po- Pokemon, you're good for the rest of the journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Like, mm-hmm. it's super easy to break. Uh, the missing no cheat is still in that, that eShop version. Uh, all kinds of stuff. The special um, physical break wasn't in there yet. Uh, there wasn't, you know, dark and steel to kind of even out some of the uh, the typing advantages and uh, move powers all over the place. And mm-hmm. a lot of the sprites look ugly. Like, you can't really tell what any of the Pokemon are. <laughs> um, and we only remember what they look like because we know more about them now. But back then, it's like, pfft. Right. Who knew? Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, Gen 2 in- improved on everything. Like, I remember... I still remember playing crystal like when it first came out mm-hmm. um back in what was that been like no, 2001 do you Possibly? know i think so yeah because pokemon pokemon rich golden so originally like 2000 so it must have been 2001 oh, i thought it was like 99 because we actually got like we got pokemon red and blue in like 98 but they came out in 96 in japan right so it, it might like, have been ninety nine two thousand. Gold it's and silver were actually announced before we got red and blue. Um, so there wasn't that much of a gap between those two gens for us. But yeah, it might have been, it might have been two thousand. You're right. Um, but anyway, crystal was like the first time they had animated sprites and things like that. Like <laughs> it really was revolutionary. And I didn't have a Game Boy Color, so I got crystal on my Game Boy Advance. Um, and played the crap out of it, but I think the the you know the improvements, um, like adding in the abilities and things like that from the remakes, uh, Soul Silver and Heart Gold, add a lot to the games. I personally don't like abilities. I thought Gen three, like a lot of the changes in Gen three, kind of ruined Pokemon. Um, I stand by that to this day. And I think that the changes to second gen, like, you know, adding the eggs, um, the new typings, just kind of general balance stuff was kind mm-hmm. of the prime time to play because it wasn't too complex, but like there was more depth to it than the, than gen one had. Um, but it is nice. I, I don't think I could go back to the old games with how, th- how much things have changed, you know, seven and a half generations later. Um, but it's it's just it's so good like some of my favorite pokemon like i finally ran into a mareep and i was like man i love this little electric sheep it's like the coolest pokemon's not in crystal for some reason it's not mareep's not in crystal so don't play crystal for that version for that purpose alone weird i don't remember that i probably traded it in like i mean into the game because i had people that, that had gold and silver um but yeah i don't remember that although usually like i'll get mareep and then sometimes, like, when I, you know, whenever I get later in the game, I'll fish for a Chinchow, and that becomes my, my electric type, um, it, because it's water and, uh, water and electric, so it's a little more diverse, but most of the time, I stick with Murray, because he's so cool. Um, but yeah. I don't know. That, that's pretty much all I got. Um, and the, oh yeah, and I did, uh, on the, on the Borderlands front... Um, I did get the, uh, enhanced version of Borderlands 1, um, Wednesday and jumped into that a little bit. Uh, 
it's real pretty. Like I played the original just kind of like to compare real quick um, so that I could have it fresh in my mind when I booted up the game again. Um, mm-hmm. And I started up a totally new character, uh, which was the same as the character I made for the you know regular Borderlands 1 because that's the character I wanted to play. I didn't know I'd have to start over with the enhanced version. Mm-hmm. And then I got like up to level four or something like that. And Thomas goes, oh, you could have imported a character. Oh. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, I would have created a different character in the enhanced version and then just imported my other character in that was at the same level with the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, I have two of the same characters, so there's no point in importing her. It made me so oh. mad. <laughs> um, but it's, it's my fault for not paying attention. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like huge quality of life improvements with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really mm-hmm. pretty. But, like, yeah. the mini-map, the, you know, the fact that you just pick up ammo and health and money and things like that that drop really? from enemies and stuff. Like, huge differences. Yep. Um, you can tag things as junk, which I don't think you could even do in, in 2 or pre-sequel. Because no. um, when, when me and Lo were t- uh, playing Borderlands 2, we were talking about kind of the clunky inventory system in that game. And ones is even more clunky, but they've actually made a lot of improvements to that, mm-hmm. um, because it still doesn't like order things in the order you get them, so it can be kind of confusing when you pick stuff up and you're trying to remember like what you picked yeah. up versus what's already in your inventory. But mm-hmm. tagging things as junk that you already have means anything that's not junk is new, so it kind of helps yeah. to like even out that clunky system a little mm-hmm. bit at mm-hmm. least. Um, but then tonight before the the podcast. Um, me and Thomas and Lo all jumped into a game together and just to kind of try out the new like four player or three player in this case uh, co-op in that game that they expanded it to and I mean it's it's really fun but mm-hmm. uh, they we all have good in internet like there's no problems right now well, but that was I did lose my internet at the end of our game session so true I, and you were hosting I was hosting so there could have been an, I forgot about yeah, that. Could have been an issue with that. I don't know. We could try it again. That's true. But yeah, still, I could host because I have very good internet yeah. now. Um, but it was it was clunky. Like it was very. <laughs> there was a lot of lag. Yeah. Um, there was one point when I was trying to gather up a bunch of ammo and like just standing there at like the you know the kind of weapon ammo treasure chest thing. Um, it like lagged me over a little bit. And ended up holding on a weapon that I didn't want, and swapping my weapon out okay. on accident. Because mm-hmm. I was at, like, how does it? I was actually at that same chest as you, and I ran in. and I took all the ammo, and then you complained about your gun. So I might have yeah. just stole all the ammo. That's what. It and then was. you picked up the gun. Maybe, that's but it, it, it lagged me over. Like I was just standing still, okay. and it still lagged yeah, me so over. That's, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of moments of just like choppiness, and like I would try to uh, melee. And I'd hit the melee button, and then like a second or two later, she'd go, yeah! <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there was there was no timing at all on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just stopped meleeing, because it wasn't helping. Like, by the time I would melee, they would be dead. Mm. I wouldn't... I, I um, never melee in that game unless I'm using my super. I feel uh, like meleeing doesn't really... I like the melee. Yeah? Alright. <laughs> well, for one, hers is kind of like a... It's a, you know, a wave out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing as Lilith. Okay. So it's actually a pretty good melee. Right. But also, I just like doing it. Like, whenever things get up in my grill, I'll just kind of alternate, like, like pop, pop, melee. Pop, pop, melee. Mm. 
mm-hmm. just to kind of mm-hmm. weaken them down. Because when they're that close to you, like there's no point in shooting them unless you have a shotgun. Yeah, your yeah. melee is going to do more damage at that point. I like but, the the good old yeah. fashioned back up and shoot. That's my style. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, backpedal. That's yep. fair. If if I was if I was part of this, I'd probably be like running, gunning, and in dying multiple times. Like, guys, I need healing. <laughs> okay, Ben, whatever you do, don't go out. Ah, and then I'm in there again. That was low. <laughs> oh, okay, well, low. You and I can <laughs> die in blazes of glory together. You guys died just as much as I did. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like you were down a lot. Yeah, and then later on, you guys went down a bunch. Uh, there, there was uh, some powerful enemies, especially that one guy we tried to fight at the end. What was it, Bonehead? I think. Well, he was like three levels above us, so Bonesaw. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I, I also kept running bonehead. into badass enemies too. Mm-hmm. I would like stop. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pop a couple of skags, whatever. The next thing I know, there's like one with glowing eyes, and it's all menacing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I I drove my uh, my vehicle too far. And just like ran into, because I was trying to finish up our our quest for uh, uh, roadkill, and so mm-hmm. I like kept driving until I found enemies, and then I tried to run over one, and this like uh, badass shock skag that was like level seventeen just like rammed into my vehicle, <laughs> immediately killed me, and <laughs> everyone else was gone because I drove away. <laughs> so I was just sitting there like shotgun blasting this enemy that was way too strong for me, just like <laughs> accepting death. Yeah. Just like, yeah. here, let's prolong the inevitable with some ammo waste. Mm-hmm. But that's still a really fun game. I'm I'm glad that I yeah. get another chance to jump into it. Because um, I do want to play through all of them in order. Especially, uh, Borderlands 3 is uh, uh, cross-play. But I would probably, I mean, I would get it on PS4 because I don't have an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Unless it goes on the Windows Store, which I seriously doubt. Um and PS4 probably doesn't have crossplay. I imagine it's between Xbox probably and PC. Not. Yeah. So I'll probably just wait the six months for the exclusivity to end and then, you know, play Borderlands 1, 2, and the pre sequel in the meantime. That's fair. Not that big a deal to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it gives me time to do that, which will be fun. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much it, and the rest of my week has been fairly boring. It was actually kind of quick. Like, this feels like it was a really quick week. Part of it's because we're doing this on Thursday, so, like, it hasn't been a full week. Mm-hmm. But I don't really recall doing anything, like, story-worthy. <laughs> so, yeah, this week's kind of just blown by, Yeah, which I'm okay with. We talked with. about how if you felt like today was Friday. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Lo, what have you been up to? I heard that um, you had to change a tire or something. Well, yeah, that's oh boy, yeah, that's my first little uh, anecdote here because it was, it was a, it was a doozy. <laughs> after the, after the, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I think someone's gonna break into my house store. I need to, you know, have something else that's <laughs> just as interesting, right? So, so I'm, I'm at home just chilling, right, and. Tanya calls me and she's uh she's really upset. I'm like, what's going on? What's wrong? She's like, oh, I have a flat tire. I'm like, no, because she works in. So basically, we live in Las Vegas and she works in Prim, and it's a good 30, 40 minute drive through just desert for the most part. So it was maybe the last like the last like maybe third 
of this uh, commute, she got a flat tire. And it sucked because it's just desert. And she was just, it was, there's no like lights or anything like that other than like the lights from like the cars zooming by that are driving way too fast most of the time. So she was freaking out a little bit. And I was like, oh crap, like what do we do? What do we do? Like, cause, um, so I went to go check and see, cause we didn't, we don't have roadside assistance right now. Cause it just, it like just expired for her uh, car cause she was leasing it or whatever. Um, that aside, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to try and change her tire. Hopefully that'll just be that. So she, <laughs> unfortunately she had to wait for me while I drove all the way out there. Cause I did, cause what I, it wasn't just like a straight deal either. Cause it's just, it was the, uh, the, the freeway. It's just, it's basically just like two lanes going one way or three lanes going one way and three lanes going the other way. It's just, there's no, and like, if you, yeah, it basically had to drive like past her because she wasn't like near an exit or anything. I had to drive past her to the next exit, which was like another 10 miles down. Jeez. And then I had to get off at that exit, turn around, drive back up. I, I got to her eventually and like, you know, she was upset that naturally, like, you know, I don't blame her at all. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to grab the jack, grab the spare. I'm going to change this tire. Like no big deal. So then <laughs> there's a the thing about the side of the road here. It wasn't, there wasn't like an emergency, like lane. there was like a really thin, like strip of like, you know, just like asphalt or whatever, like on the side of the freeway, but it wasn't like enough space to like change a spare safely. <laughs> so she pulled over like off the freeway, which is just like dirt, just like loose packed dirt. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, maybe I'll, maybe this will work out. Maybe this will be fine. Maybe it'll be okay. So then I get the jack under, I jack the car up. And then like, as I'm like grabbing the tire iron, good, thankfully I wasn't near the car or anything. It just like, it, like the jack, it shifted in the dirt. Oh, and then like, oh, so the whole car just like went like <laughs> a good couple of feet mm. like to the right. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> Damn. So then... Tanya um, went on her phone looking for a uh, tow service, just one that was nearby, one that was open, one, and she was just looking for not to like pay like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So we're trying to pay as little as possible, right? So she found this one. It was called Larry's Tow Tow Truck Service. Larry's, remember that name? Larry's, Larry's, Larry's is the name of this tow truck service. Because first of all. Larry's. Man, I wish it was Randy's. I wish it was Randy's. Just give me another reason to hate Randy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like call it Randy. I'm gonna say Larry's, but it'll I'm just gonna say Randy's in my mind. So mm-hmm. so she calls first of all, she called like another tow truck service first and she got a quote from them. So then then she called Larry's. Unfortunately we ended up going with them because they gave us a quote that was like sixty dollars less than like the first the the first one. So it was like, okay, fine, cool. And then he's like, yeah, we'll be out there. We'll have a guy dispatched out there in like an hour. He's just finishing up with like another like thingy mission or whatever the hell it is. Tow truck drivers call it. <laughs> and he'll be there in an hour. Okay, cool. So hour goes by. Then like hour and a half goes by. Tanya's like, where is this guy? I'm going to call. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna call my driver and see where he's at. Blah, blah, this and that. So like another hour goes by. Basically, we were waiting for this guy for like four hours, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, what else are we going to do? You know, because <laughs> I'm not going to, we didn't want to just leave her car there on the side of the road. Yeah. Then that's just, that's just, no, you can't do that. <laughs> like, so we just, yeah. So we just kept waiting. And then finally the dude shows up. And then, um, so he, uh, he gets her car. It was a flatbed. So he got her car up on the flatbed, you know, and then, um, 
So we had them take it to a uh, tire shop so we could – they were closed at the time. So we'd just go back there in the morning like, hey, can you fix this flat for us, whatever. And then – so we get to the tire shop, the drop-off location. And then this is when – so, okay, so sorry. Before that happened, Tanya was looking up reviews on the phone. Hindsight, we, should, we probably should have done that before, but we were just looking for like the cheapest thing possible, whatever. So then there were just like some really pretty bad reviews saying stuff about like fraud and things like that. How like they like they're like, oh, we don't have like a card reader. We can't run a card. So we'll just take your information. Then they end up doing greasy shit with your card information. So like just after she read that, we get to the location, we get out of the car and then he's like, oh, so you're going to pay cash. Right. And then she's like, so it ended up being like 260 bucks. Right. So then she's talking to this dude. She's like, who just has that much cash on them? Just. Like what? What? Like were you? Why are you expecting me to pay cash? Can you not take a card? He's like, no, we can't take a card because we don't have like a card reader, or whatever. I'm like, please. There's so many ways to take a card. It's 2019, from a smartphone. man. There, Get a card reader. There's yeah. there's ways. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is stupid. Get a square. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> So this, he had no other way of taking payment. He's like, oh, well, I could take your card information, just that blah, blah, And then she's like, no, <laughs> that's not an option. So this, so here's what ended up happening. So we ended up driving to an ATM, and the tow truck driver dude ended up following us to the ATM so that we can pull out the cash and pay him so that we could get our car back, pretty much. <laughs> so that was annoying. We got home at like four in the morning. She had to work at like six. Oh. I had to be up because I was, uh, I had this um, uh, job out that, at a house I was working. So it's like neither of us got any sleep because we were just irritated. <laughs> so it's like, how are you going to sleep after that? I got maybe like an hour, maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours of sleep. No, no, not even. No. Like, Maybe an hour. And then, like, I feel like as soon as I fell asleep, like, Tanya was waking me up. I was just, like, I have never been, like, so sad, oh, you guys. <laughs> I just got to sleep. And she was like, we have to get up and do life. I'm like, oh, <laughs> why? Uh, so then I go to this house and it um, – I go to this house I was working on. And uh, it was basically we were ripping up the old tile and then putting in hardwood floors. So, man, that was a rough – eight hours of work just it was just all just ripping up tile and just it was not Man. easy plus side i got to use a jackhammer so that was pretty fun <laughs> um because i get because we went in and uh, this guy i was helping normally when he does like tiles jobs like this and pulls up tiles he's like no normally this, it's not that hard to get up but for some reason i don't know maybe it was the type of adhesive they use or whatever but it was just not coming up because normally you can just kind of like just chisel it chisel the tiles off but <clears throat> We ended up having to get a jackhammer and all that stuff, and it was fun to use, but damn, that thing beats you up. Like, all those, mm -hmm. like, vibrations and stuff, <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like, I feel like I got a full upper body workout from just using that thing <laughs> for a couple of hours. It was, it was nuts. It was fun. Yeah, people and, on construction sites are supposed to, like, they're super regulated because they mm -hmm. can get, like, uh, like, burst blood vessels underneath their skin, and it causes oh. a lot of, uh, of damages later in life that they don't really realize in the moment so they try to go like eight hours on these things and then yeah, you know that's 10 insane. years into the job they can't like they can't function anymore yeah. what yeah now that you mention it 
when I got home after that, I took off my gloves and I was like, why are my hands all red? Holy crap. It's probably just from that, that damn machine. They're just, they were like super red. It was crazy. So, but yeah, we, I, um, helped him finish up just all the demo stuff and, um, he was finishing up the hardwood flooring. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um, so there was that, (laughs) that was a cool story and I got a little bit of work in this week though. So that's cool. Um, so I, games wise, I had been playing, um, original Borderlands and I was like, okay, cool. Like, um, hopefully I can make, I can, you know, download it the morning of when it comes out the third and it turns out I wasn't able to. So then I get, I get home. I'm just I'm tired. Like I've gotten like maybe an hour of sleep. And then plus I've been working for like eight hours straight doing, I guess, construction, manual labor. Let's call it that. Um, cause I didn't, wasn't building anything that's for damn sure <laughs> um so so i get home i get i get in the shower because i'm just covered in dust it was like just it was gross like my hair was gray that's how much like i was it was nasty so i took a shower i'm just uh so then i'm like oh yeah borderlands so then i go downstairs and then i see i go into my steam library and <laughs> so i go into my steam library and it says borderlands Game of the year. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's it. Game of the year. Yeah, let's go. Let's get into this. Like, so then I was like, yeah, this would be great. So then I, I jump in and then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's supposed to be here that isn't. What's going on? I'm so confused. What is this? Like, I was legitimately like, I was like really close to just legitimately being upset. I'm like, did you guys screw me over? Like Gearbox? Did you like, are you just like, no, nah, we're just going to like have this guy like have it say game of the year but it's not actually going to be game of the year because we're just going to be dead where's my like fov slider man <laughs> i'm like where well, is what's it funny is you thought that it was the right thing you're like man this looks so much better <laughs> <laughs> i did for a second yeah I, I was like oh like <laughs> and it was yeah at first like i was like oh yeah this it looks way better because me like being mr pc gamer i had reshade <clears throat> On Borderlands. So, yeah, it did look better, but not because it was the remastered version. So then I look around because the way it was it was listed, it was just like Borderlands Game of the Year and then Borderlands 2 and then like other games. So I'm like, where's I don't understand. So then I just I restarted Steam and then boom, there it was. I'm like, OK, cool. So then I installed it and then I actually played it. Um, I just did all like the beginning type of shit. And. Yeah, the game does look a lot better. Now I can officially say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the tech, the uh, textures are definitely uh, upresed, and um, yeah, it's it's a it's a definitely better looking game. The UI is a lot better. It's just like it just looks better because before in the original one, it was just like your shield was just like a blue bar, <laughs> I think, with a number, and then like red bar with a number. But like the it's uh-huh. it's a it looks a lot. It's it just looks nicer. It just has that. It looks a little bit more like the Borderlands two. UI, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also noticed because in the original Borderlands, when you're buying stuff from like the vending machines, it's like what you wanted to buy ammo. It's like you had to like, if you're playing mouse and keyboard, you hit enter and it's like a little window pops up. Are you sure you want to buy this ammo? I'm like, yes. Like, like, how do you like set this? Why do you set this up this way when people are going to be buying like multiples of this at a time most of the time? Anyway, so now in the vendor shops, it's just like you just click on it and you buy it. Just like in Borderlands 2. It's awesome. It's great. I love it. Um, on top of that, I had my shift account linked and all that. So I got the the golden keys. So that's cool. I'm just going to save them. I think I use like two of them just to see what comes out. And then I got a couple of like um, uh, repeater pistols or something like that. So that'll be cool. You know, you get like 64 of them or something. You get 75. 
Yeah. Yeah, like a ridiculous number. Yeah. So yeah, I got plenty. So I just I'm like, yeah, do what's those, what's two? Two's not. Do matter. those are are those only for Borderlands one, or do those carry over? I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Because it's tied to um, your they said account. they give them to you for playing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'll have to check that. But um. But yeah. <laughs> so on top of that, uh, so there's other there's additional legendary weapons in the game, and I actually got two of them just for starting a new character because I had my shift stuff open or open. I had it linked. So um, one of them was a pretty cool. Uh, well, first of all. Both weapons, are, as the manufacturer, it says Gearbox. So I thought that was a cool little touch because it's like, hey, this gun's special. Yeah. <laughs> Gearbox, we love you. So um, I, I realized that actually the uh, the other uh, weapon I have, the, the first one is a like an assault rifle. It's called Mugshot. It's just like a, it's an assault rifle that has a chance to cause explosions. So jibs, jibs all day. Um, the other one is actually called Baja's Bigger Blaster. So I guess it's like a beefed up version of like TK's shotgun. It actually is that looks a Mountain like Dew cross promotion right there. No, no, <laughs> TK Baja. No, actually, never mind. You don't know. You don't know Borderlands because you hate Gearbox. <laughs> what am I thinking? I just heard Baja Blast. I'm like, that's fucking, that's fucking Taco Bell drink right there. That is. I've delivered so many of those drinks, by the way. Working Grubhub, a lot of people order Taco Bell. It's kind of disgusting. How I much get it. It's, it's I cheap. would. It's cheap and. Fuck it, it, it hits that run spot. You know yeah, what, too? Grubhub does this thing. They're like, hey, free delivery just for Taco Bell. Wink, oh, man. wink. I wish. So, uh, we don't have are... uh, Taco Bell delivery here. That'd be awesome. In any of our... We I don't have to... Grubhub here. Yeah, but we have, we have oh, like... Am I going to have to import Taco Bell when dishes. I go visit you, Thomas? What? Yeah. Am I going to mm. have to import Taco Bell just to... We don't have to visit no, you? No, like I have a Taco Bell in the, city, in the town I'm in, but uh, oh, it's not on okay. the, any of the apps that we have here. Really? That and also sucks. we don't have Baja Blast. That's weird. So I don't know what the hell that is. That's weird. So wait. It's are a you shitty telling... drink. It's so not, you're telling me yeah. Taco Bell is exclusive to Grubhub in the U.S., but <laughs> not in Canada? That's that's garbage. <laughs> Taco Bells here are rare, by the way. Are yeah, they? I only have, we only have that's one sad. in our town, and then the rest that you'll ever find them is in, like, malls. Huh. Well, I was gonna move to Canada, <laughs> but no, no, Taco Bell. So what the fuck am I gonna do at two in the morning when I'm craving for something? I need to go to the restroom four hours later. I just want to point out that uh, we started off uh, talking about a shotgun. Now we're talking about Taco Bell. So. I mean, Taco Bell. That's a, man. That's a nice little segue. Taco Bell's real good. I, just, I, I like. I just that's podcast. That's, no, that's just, the feeling you get after I, you after you get a Taco Bell when you go to the restroom. Shotgun it. Oh, oh. Uh, anyways, I, I enjoy that. <laughs> Oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun little segue, but yeah. <clears throat> um, Borderlands Enhanced, uh, Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced Edition. That's what it Make is. Sure it so enhanced. if you're not playing that, yeah. if you're not playing that, you're playing the wrong thing. Trust me, I know. <laughs> But um, I guess a lot of people, a lot of people got confused with that too. Because <laughs> um, all the so marketing and stuff said, you have... Game of the Year. Yeah. Is it, f- it's free if you have the Game of the Year Edition? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay, because I was like, "How did y'all y'all just bought a new game?" Okay, but then I'm like, "Okay, no, this has I, to be a thing. no." Like, it's thirty bucks if you don't have that. Yeah, but the act like the old game of the year edition was going super cheap all over the place. It's like you know PC digital download code. Mm-hmm. So you buy the super cheap one, as long as it's before the third, which obviously already passed. So we're talking about you know something oh, okay. you should have already done. As long as it's mm-hmm. before that, then you're good. You just got it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
And they're also updating two and pre-sequel later, like with just not doing all the same updates, but like updating them with 4K textures and HDR and yeah. stuff. So, um, but cool. I don't think those have happened yet. No, I don't remember the date, but it's going to be later. <clears throat> yeah, because I jumped into two out of curiosity while I was waiting for one to download, mm-hmm. and it didn't look any different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Borderlands 2 is a good game. I like that game a lot. Like it's, it is. No, it's, it's like a, it's and now that like the first one's been in, uh, remastered. It's kind of like a toss up for me. I'm like I don't know which one I like more. No I like them for different one. reasons. That's I, all like. I, I don't see. I thought I realized that Borderlands 2 is my third most played game on Steam. Oh, um, so I guess I really like it. Hmm. But I remember Borderlands one way more. Whether that yeah, means I liked it more is a toss up. But I remember it way more. Borderlands 2 isn't mm-hmm. isn't bad. It's just I like the first one more. That's all. I, mean, I played yeah. the, I played the first one with a friend. It was all right. I didn't, I, it was before the Gearbox hate began. Before they yeah. became a weird company. <laughs> well, I mean, it was always a weird company because Randy Pitch was yeah. there. But, but before they <laughs> fucked up, before they allegedly took money from another game to make allegedly. Borderlands 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, fuck them. Like uh-huh. the thing is, I remember Borderlands 2 for the town. Like that, that you know, city yeah. area is yeah, super yeah. iconic. The Borderlands One, like the whole map, is iconic because there's not yeah. one place you always go back. Yeah, to. Yeah, when I was playing it last mm-hmm. night, like I booted it up and I, I'm like, oh fuck, it's the bus station. Like actually, first of all, mm-hmm. oh fuck, it's the song and the bus. And yeah. I'm just like mm-hmm. having chills and like nostalgia feels. And then I'm like, just like, oh man, this is the bus yeah. station and going to Firestone. Oh man, like it's it was all nostalgia for me last night. I was having a huge nostalgia oh, yeah. kick, but also. Everything we've done so far, I'm like, oh man, I remember this part. Like, it's yeah. I haven't played that probably since the 360 days, because yeah. that's the last time I owned the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but same. <laughs> ten years later, not ten years. How long was that? It's been a while. Yeah, almost ten years. Because yeah. I got it when it came out. Ooh, uh, yeah. like almost ten years later, it's still like just as fresh in my mind. Yeah. It's crazy. TK, I, it's it's one of those, I really like, do love it's that one series. of those games for me that's just it's almost just as good as I remember it. Like mm-hmm. now going back after playing two, then yeah, I noticed like the other stuff that it is now in the enhanced version. But up until that point, I was like, man, this game is pretty cool. I, I yeah. remember this game being awesome. And yeah, the first yeah, Borderlands released in October twentieth, two thousand nine. Oh yeah, okay, ten so years, yeah, almost yeah. ten years. Nice. Um. Yeah, and also I just like the I just like the uh, skill tree more for uh, the characters. Like I first like when yeah. I like Borderlands too, but like I didn't really identify with the um, the characters. I know like there's zero in there for Justin, so he yeah. is. But for me personally, mm-hmm. it's not like. But even zero, I don't really care about the skill yeah. tree that much. I think I just think he's a cool looking character. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Borderlands One has a tighter skill set, or like yeah. you know the skill trees are smaller, but it's like better abilities for um for. Borderlands 3, I kind of hope that they bring back some of the, like, like have all of the ones that we have before and then some new ones. Like, yeah, have it all in there. that would be cool. So you could like have, that. like, a diverse like uh, characters instead of just picking from four. That would be pretty sweet. I bet you, if anything... I think it's only the four. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. If they do do that, it's going to be DLC, <laughs> like, in two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. sure. But it'll probably just Which be two be new characters for DLC, just like they've done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless because I was actually surprised this... to see that Borderlands One didn't have DLC characters. Like there's DLC yeah. packs for it, but there's only the four mm-hmm. characters. That's it. Yeah. I just I guess mm-hmm. I assumed there was others. I was just um, 
I, I was going to say, uh, if Gearbox wants to maximize or take advantage of this nostalgia kick, which <laughs> has been, you know, now it's been rekindled by the remaster, they would, I would, I think it'd be really cool if they added like the characters or at least the, the classes, like the skill trees from Borderlands 1 and 2 as mm-hmm. DLC. I would buy that. I'd buy it just to play as like, you know, the different characters. Like, oh, cool. It's like, uh, it's like old school, but new school, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the new characters look really neat, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would like to see a better skill tree set, though. Because I don't yeah. really like that you have to like fill a skill like five points full before you get to move to the next yeah. row. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it prevents well, you from like, you know, kind of diversifying your skill set because it's like, okay, I have to pump five into this to go up to the next tier. And then I have to use mm-hmm. one of these to pump five into to go to the next tier. And so it just it kind of keeps you on one track. Yeah. Because you'd be like was... level 25 or so before you finish one mm-hmm. set of the skill tree. Right. And that kind of sucks. <clears throat> I was reading about Borderlands 3 that the uh, Vault Hunters in this game are going to have multiple action skills. So that oh, sounds cool. neat. Cool. Um, I'm not sure what that entails, if they're actually going to have, like, actual, like, movesets, like, in a hero shooter. I don't know if, like, Borderlands is trying to, trying to like, throw that sort of, like, mm. element into the gameplay. I would be cool with that. That sounds like yeah. the perfect next progression. And, you know, that, that for me, that would be, like, that thing that would be like, oh, yeah, cool. You're like, yeah, Borderlands, they still got it, you know? Because that was kind of what something I was worried about before is if, you know, if they're going to come out with some new stuff that's going to impress everybody or if they're just going to try and just rehash old things because they can't necessarily afford to do that with all the looter shooters that are out today so yeah i can see them pulling a destiny and having like a passive skill Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. like an actual button trigger for your active skill and Mm -hmm. then like you know a a like a melee buff yeah an ultimate because i like honestly i hit the melee and i forget that it's not destiny (laughs) where like you know it'll be stronger (laughs) and then go to a cooldown Mm-hmm. So it's always just like melee blast, melee blast, melee blast. But I think, oh yeah, I'll just do this once and then I'll, I won't melee again. Cause that's how I play destiny. I like melee focus and then start laying out bullets. Mm-hmm. So I think they could really benefit from looking at destiny and how that's kind of changed the looter shooter in 10 years. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Destiny is definitely the, one of the better examples to look to, if not mm-hmm. the best example. <clears throat> it's definitely the market leader or well, I don't know. You can argue it's a market leader. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ben, what have you been up to? Uh, well, before I kind of disappeared for a couple of weeks, uh, mm-hmm. I had another first to ten at Street Fighter Five, oh, which yeah. is probably Whoop. the best first to ten I had because, mm. like, like I went ham. Um, I was there for there that was, too. Yeah, I was up five two at one point, from what Damn. I remember. Like, um, I ultimately lost 10-8, which is, like, an improvement over 10-7 last time, so I'll take it as a win. It was still fun, yeah. from what I remember. Uh, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna get better with that matchup. But, so that was fun. <laughs> um, uh, but also, I, in the span of the last time I was on here, and since I've come back, I've beaten Iconoclast, uh, that game that's an indie game, that with a, another indie game that was developed by one person, I think. Hmm, hmm. Uh, warning, it is not a Metroidvania. Uh, there are Metroidvania aspects to it, but it is, I, I kind of hate how piece certain reviews are perpetuating that. Like it's mm. far from it. Like it's not like the whole, basically, uh, Iconoclast is a game where you play as this girl, her name's Robin. She's mute for story reasons, which I actually like the story reasons why she's mute. Um, and basically you're kind of living in this world that's oppressed by this, 
not religious organization, but they're a religious organization, and they, you know, and <laughs> there's like a there's like a world, there's like a there's like a, a a structure to the world, and basically, I felt having played this, this was like this was a person, uh, Joachim Soberg, I believe is the name. This is a person who had a story, and they wanted to tell a story, and this is the way they found to tell their story, and it's actually really interesting in how it tackles mm. um, religious authority with belief and faith and interesting characters and very very dark sense of humor mm-hmm. um uh but it, it's all point is to drive you forward never once that i felt the need to go back and look for stuff you could it's there if you mm-hmm. want it but it's never felt needed or hindered against it there's mm-hmm. some weird gameplay issues like there's this one one of the worst things i hate about the game is that like and and this is only in hindsight is that right before you go to the one of the final areas of the game you meet this guy and he's like, you need to be stealthy because you have to be stealthy to get in this area. And you have to defeat him in a boss fight. And basically, you have to hide in these specific spots for him to hit you because he's invisible. And you have to just keep hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. And if he spots you, he'll come up like, run, 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 bam, and you can't see him. And it was annoying. And the mm. most bullshit part about that is that there was no stealth. I was just running gun the entire fucking way through. I'm like, what was the point of that segment anyways? <laughs> like, you wasted my time. Um, it, but like, I think the, the, the ultimate, what I liked about it is the narrative. Like I wasn't sure what to expect. Cause it starts off like very cheery, very like, ha la 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 la. This girl is in, in, in the forest and the caves and she's destroying the creatures, you know, like any other good indie game. But then like, and this is not a spoiler. This is like an opening scene of like how it sets the tone. Um, she's basically a, uh, a legal, uh, worker, not worker. Um, she's an illegal mechanic. Because uh, mm-hmm. in this world, everybody's assigned a job, mm-hmm. and it goes against the mother if you if you do go against the job. That's what this Weird. divinity or this divinity thing is called. It's called mother. Hmm. Um, it's actually well thought out. The world building in this game is actually pretty incredible for mm-hmm. how small it is. It's actually like he does a great job of making it feel seamless, but also explaining things through like interesting dialogue. It's actually really cool. Um, but like Robin is trying to Robin and he's at she's at her brother Elro's place, and Elro is constantly going off to uh, has to work another place. His wife's not happy with it, you know. You know they're arguing. So while Robin is fixing this thing, it's just this, she uses a wrench. It was her father's wrench before he was murdered before the game starts. And they're like having this awkward husband and wife talk. I'm like, why don't you? And it's just like we've all been there, right? We've all been in those couple fights, and like it got really dark at one point. Um, and like, they're like, like basically everybody's trying to get into, uh, section one, which is sort of like their Holy land where it's clean water, clean everything. And you, you, and Mm -hmm. you only get there by being diligent to the mother. And if you are, if you commit sin, you get the penance and penance isn't like, you know, the priest comes says, you know, comes and besmirch you. No, the penance means you get your house blown up and you die. Um, yeah, like it's really dark. Uh, but, like, it's not a fun game. That's my only thing. If you want an interesting narrative with some fun fun boss fights, some inter- really interesting characters in a really great uh, story building game, you might like it mm. on sale for 10 bucks. But don't go into this thinking it's going to be, like, you know, run and gun, Metroid kind of thing. There's some weird mechanics to it. It doesn't always click with me. There are some puzzles that I felt that were a little too... Um, extra than it needed to be. The boss fights were fine. Uh, it, it looks amazing from a sprite-based standpoint. It looks incredible. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, they, I just feel like people need to stop advertising this as a Metroidvania. Mm. Um, what platformer? else did I play? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's more like that. Action platformer with puzzle right. elements. Um, not, mm. I would even call it a Metroidvania at all. Um, let's see what that else. That kind of bums me out, actually, because I thought it was a Metroidvania, and I was way more interested. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it's very good, but it, it's 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 okay. It's not good. It's <laughs> it's interesting. Its story is very good. Its gameplay is very mixed at certain points. It's not perfect. You could tell this guy had a story to tell, and that took precedence over everything else. Um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. It's a mixed bag. But the story is really <laughs> tough. Um, I've also been pu- making a push to beat Tales of Vesperia, which I love this game. Like and. <laughs> you know, like you you hear about these series for so long. Like, what should I start? Everybody starts with Symphonia or this one, and mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I I I love it. Finally, hit that moment because it, it took a while. I was kind of getting concerned yeah. of like because for the first good, at least from based on my time, fifteen twenty hours, it kind of felt anime ish it uh, esque in which it felt episodic, mm-hmm. where like. You are you're constantly you're doing a thing and then you're then then it ends and then you're doing another thing and mm-hmm. then Estelle's whining about like whoa well, what should I go do I stay do I go that happens a lot by the way so get used to that do um, I stay or do I go down pr- pretty much um, <laughs> but like it but like it gets into real political intrigue and like corruption mm. and. Uh, a little stuff like that, and you know, you know, of course, it, it tackles some typical tropes you see in a JRPG, and then it fucking hit the twist. Like I, I just got to that point, and I'm like, okay, now we're into the lore shit. Now I'm in. Now I'm fully in. Um, <laughs> nice. Combat still juicy as ever. Uh, and what I just discovered, and this isn't in, in the definitive edition, because um, these were not available in the Xbox version. Uh, you get special costumes. Mm-hmm. And um, you get them right out of the gate. You get them just by buying the game. Uh, there's actually extra costumes you can get if you do side quests, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but like, you get like cool looking costumes. You get like Namco costumes. Like you can make uh, the main character Yuri look like um, the character Mitsuruki from Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. make this guy named Raven look like um, uh, Hihachi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a driller, uh, Mr. Driller costume for this pirate lady. Uh, Pirate Girl, uh, it's very fun. I love the characters. I love all the characters. I think that's what made me kind of push through that first 20 hours where it's not... Like, you can tell there's an online current, but there's not, like, a big over... There's not, like, a goal we're getting to. We're kind of just going from thing to thing. But, like, just being around the characters, just Rita constantly being a a smartass and just Mm. smacking the shit out of Carol every now and then. Um, Or just the banter back and forth and the growth of them as as a friend. And I just got hit with a big ass twist that I didn't see coming and I literally went are you fucking kidding me yeah. um yeah so it's really great like I'm, I'm really lucky I hope this means more Tales games come to the Switch because I would love for Symphonia to come to the Switch and Ooh. see if that game lives up to my expectations because I know that's like the Final Fantasy 7 for Tales games at least for a lot of people it is in terms of its importance and um well in, ter- in terms of like it's it's a lot of people got that's their first game that's like their and it's supposed oh, to be really yeah, good yeah 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 in, in terms of that like this is like um although it's weird because that's an earlier version of tale of of than this one so i don't know maybe it, go, it doesn't do things as much as i like but um it's still really good uh the only thing i don't like is that like there are side quests in the game and i've looked it up but there's no way to tell in this game like mm. i don't know if this is a tales thing but like normally if you you know if you play an rpg 
you know, I played Xenoblade, I've played Octopath, I've played Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You talk to certain people, it triggers a side quest, right? Yeah. Here it's like, you get to be, it's very specific conditions and apparently there's like, there a lot of them are timed. So if you do a certain story quest, they're like not there anymore. Hmm. And I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I'm not doing any side quests this time. So I'm just going to play through the story, which so far that's been okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think I've had to rematch a couple of bosses, mm-hmm. but for the most part, once I looked it up online, cause I didn't want to waste my time with this bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And, and, and I did it, you know, it was like, it was fine. I was at the perfect level or anything. So, um, and I think that's the way you're supposed to do it. Cause there's a new game plus that mm-hmm. you unlock. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, that's the idea is like, you'll do the new game plus stuff afterwards. Um, and even though like a lot of people say, use a guide. Use a guy, which that doesn't excite me about, so no. whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that it's still very fun. I'm near I feel like I'm nearing the end. I think I'm wrong, but I i I think I'm reaching an apex. <laughs> like something's <laughs> something's gonna happen. Um I don't know what, but something's gonna happen. Um what what else have have I been playing? Um I think that's about it actually. I mean I went to I went to Chicago. Talk about that. Like I went, I went to C two E two. Yeah, that was that. that was that that was that was a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, got a lot of comics, a lot of a lot of cosplay, a lot of cool pictures. Um, I love the best one of the best parts. C two E two was the cosplay. Like, so many people just go all I believe it all out with the cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss seeing awesome uh, cosplay. Yeah. Um, met met legendary creators. Uh. One of them got really close to me, which I didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so this one of the one of the biggest one of the reasons why I went to Chicago is an artist. His name's George Perez. Mm-hmm. He's a legendary comics artist. Uh, drew for both Marvel and DC. Drew for the Avengers, uh, Justice League. He's like he he, he was one of the co creators of the New Teen Titans. Um, like he's one of the famous ones, um, and he's retiring this year. So like, mm. or he's retired, and this apparently was his last show. Oh, like. For the foreseeable future, because obviously you know he he can get big cash if he comes back oh, yeah. and starts charging people for autographs. Mm-hmm. He did it. He just asked you to donate, and I did. I happily donated ten bucks. Um, but like every day the line was long, and I'm like, "Well, shit, I'll try the next day. I'll try the next day." And then I went, and I said, "Sunday. Nobody's gonna try it on Sunday. Sunday. As soon as we get there, I'm gonna go get in line." By the time I got there, Sunday it was already past ten o'clock. Um, line was already three to four hours long. I'm like, no. Okay, well, I guess it's not going to happen. So, I just walked the rest of the show and just was content, did some shopping, bought some cool shirts, whatever. Um, got an awesome Mr. Miracle shirt that I need to post on Twitter. Nice. Uh, I'll probably do that when I wear it next time, when I go to the comic store again. Um, but then, the, the like, around 2.30, show closes at 5. Around 2.30, I'm walking by his uh, his section again just to check. And I'm like, is this the line for this for George Perez? He go, yeah. Is he back yet? No. What time is he going to be back? And they told me the time. All right, I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> and, they, and and like, so like, all right, I'm going to do this. Whether it happens or not, I'm going to do this. For one, it, it helped me not spend any more money. Um, <laughs> so like, but like, he, and and like the people, the uh, the attendees have to be like, okay, he may not get to you. Just understand. They're like, okay, I understand. I perfectly am aware. You know, they have to say that. <laughs> um, and he got to, and he got to me and then I took a selfie, which by the way, I think I improved myself a game. I still suck at it because I don't do them. Uh but I didn't want to constantly hand my phone off and be like paranoid about who has my phone. Mm-hmm. So, 
But I took a selfie with him. He's like, oh, we're doing this. Like, okay. And he got really close to me. I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to tell you no. All right. And like it, but it was cool. I told him happy retirement. So that was, that was nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that was, that was fun. That was, a, that was a great convention. Uh, had some good food. Ate some Lou Almaty's pizza. Oh my God. That was so, so mm, good. Um, found a good barbecue place on Sunday at the end of the con. It was so delicious. They actually import their, uh, their, um, their brisket from a town that's Ooh. not far from where I live, so I knew it was legit. I was <laughs> like, oh, fuck yeah, y'all getting from the right place. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, what else? Um, we found free parking two out of the three days of the con. That was nice. awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, that was hard. We only paid for parking. Yeah, exactly. We, we drove around for like 20 minutes on, on Friday. That was the one day we weren't successful. You know, I found a fucking spot, but they drove pe- my, my friend who was driving drove past it a couple of times. I'm still mad at him for it. Like, you could have gotten there earlier, but no, you didn't want to park next to the chicken place. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we, we, they found parking the other two times, but it, it was such a blast. I did the um, the uh, the Cards Against Humanity panel, or like they had a panel thing, which we did it for two nights. That first night was fucking hilarious. I haven't laughed that hard at a panel in so damn long. Like <laughs> it was so worth it. The second night was all right. You know, I, I don't know if it was because I saw it the first time and the kind of shock value went away. It just wasn't that fu- it wasn't as funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like overall, uh, good show. Best part about it is that I went to the Mortal Kombat panel, and um, and this is genius what they did. Not the Mortal Kombat people, but the vendor people. They had like is like when you go to the vendor room. I we didn't eat breakfast. We were just trying to get to the lunch. I just had a uh, had a little apple bar, um, um, cereal bar. And so, like, okay, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the Moral Comet panel. Tell my friends, I'll see y'all later because I wanted to get there early. I wanted in that panel room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we go there, and I, I get there, like, oh, okay, I'm 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 early. I'm gonna have a good seat. Awesome. I look behind me, and there's a fucking like a snack a, a snack vendor right there. I'm like, that's fucking genius. Okay, here's my 15 bucks. Give me a pizza and a drink. Okay, fine, you win. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but that that Moral Comet panel was awesome because before the panel, um, there was these two dudes who were like. Uh, uh, cosplay is Johnny Cage and Scorpion, and mm. um, they actually got them. The moderator, I think, got them to like do a slow mo Mortal Kombat fight. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was so nice. great, and they were legit good cosplays. Nice. Um, but I still maintained the best part of the panel was being there live, and the and the presenter was like showing out Baraka's like the the step by step on how Baraka's fatality came out to be. And her accidentally clicking the so- the slide that revealed Noob Cybot, so I was like, "Oh shit, is that Noob Cy-? Like, so I was like, "I'm gonna f- no fuck it, I'm gonna tweet it. Y'all can't stop me. Y'all don't know who I am." <laughs> um, um, and then of course the reveal that uh, the the actor from Mortal Kombat the movie is gonna be Shang Tsung. Like that was yeah. it was so hyped to be like yeah we part talked about that, that last week. It was, mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, but as soon as the Q and A started, I was like, "All right, I'm out. I'm out." I'm leaving. I don't want to see the cringe, um, which I found funny because the first thing they said was, we are not confirming any more characters today, so don't. And I looked Rahan, and like about five people sat down. <laughs> five more people sat down. Um, in hindsight, I wish I would have asked about the Switch version, but they probably wouldn't be able to say much anyways. But it was all right. Mm-hmm. It was great. C2 is great. Everybody go. It's a great show. It's a good show. But that's that's all I really that's all I really got. That's That's all I got. It's quite a bit. Yeah. Um it's been a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I don't really have a whole lot. 
haven't really played a whole lot this week. Uh, the only thing I've, the only thing I have actually to add is uh, uh, Metro. I put playing that Metroid game the one on the 3DS. Samus mm-hmm. Returns. Samus Returns. That's a good <laughs> Metroid game. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, the using the counter is a little bit finicky for me. Like I don't know if I'm just not good at it or if the timing is a little weird or like. You got to get the timing yeah. right. It takes yeah, it's, it's yeah. finicky. But once you do it, especially in boss fights, oh god, it gets so erect when doing it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to use it. Like in some of the late game stuff, you'll you'll mm-hmm. just die without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, that's why it kind of eases you in a little I'm bit. I'm just shooting missiles at creatures that need to be parried right now. So, nah, <laughs> it's not going to work forever. <laughs> yeah, <Telling> start <laughs> practicing it on the smaller enemies so you get the timing right. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to practice. Yeah. It's not deadly. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm still a little bit early in. Like, I think I'm one or two levels in. I, st- I need to get four more DNA samples to get to the next mm. area. I've got two, yeah. actually. I got to milk two. some Metroids yeah. <laughs> for their DNA. <laughs> their DNA. Mm. Um, I got the Spider Ball. Spider- I like that the Spider Ball is like an early unlock. Because I feel like that... that yeah. Uh, Ability is like really cool traversal mechanic, and having mm-hmm. it early like allows you to explore a lot more. That's one of the coolest things about Metroid yeah. Two is like, you know, they introduced that item in that game, and it's like one of the first things you get. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this game's like doing stuff. <laughs> and now, <laughs> like, I you know, play it this, now. the Spider Ball kind of came back in the 3D games, but it's like a late game, like you know, kind of traversal, mm-hmm. like puzzle mechanic thing. Mm-hmm. But Metroid Two, it's like third thing i think you yep. get and you use it a lot yep it's awesome yeah uh so yeah i'm really enjoying that uh just need to figure out how i like the, also the scan ability like if you when you scan you can see the mm-hmm. blocks that you can destroy so you're not like up against yeah. the wall and going what can i break that and i start shooting at it and then that's yeah. super helpful mm-hmm. um the only the only real complaint that I have is that the, the screen on the 3ds like it's been really sunny the last few days so i can barely see mm-hmm. it while riding mm, on the bus. Mm. Yeah. I I have one specific spot on my bus when I go to work and people have been in that spot all week and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Jerks. Quick, quick, that asshole's playing in the 3DS. Sit in the shadow spot. Sit I know, in it. Right? <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. That's why I'm glad the game actually runs super well on an emulator. Because I own it. Like, I could play it on 3DS if I wanted. But it's so much more convenient just to, like, play it, you know, on a nicer screen with, like, mm. 2K resolution at 60 frames a second. Nice. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's also one thing. Uh, there's a couple other things Borderlands related. Uh, the 60 frames, like, unlocked frame cap, actually, has, like, been amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember playing that <laughs> on the 360 with my dad's split screen and mm-hmm. having it, like, at 30... <laughs> Seeing it un sometimes yeah, seeing it like uncapped <laughs> is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the only other thing is that I, can't, I didn't. I don't remember the jumping being as bad as it is in this game. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weird floaty jump, mm-hmm. but also like it doesn't work sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. Well, part of the feel f- like- I'm not sure they had figured out like the cell shaded graphics sure. yet, and so some of the polygons, like the collision detection, is mm-hmm. off. Yeah. So it's like you'll jump yeah. and it'll look like you should be able to go yeah. somewhere, but you can't. And so you just mm-hmm. kind of like hover in place until you like wiggle off the polygons. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I hope there's some better traversal stuff in three. Like, uh, yeah. at least that mounting if they don't have. I don't. Remember. There's talk of there being sliding. Sliding. So there's at least that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm. I would like to, if they like tried to, if they took notes from Apex, as far as traversal, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Just sliding, being able to like mount mantle stuff, climb up walls, scrape up walls, and stuff like that. That'd be neat. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. So that's it for me. So let's move on into the news. Woohoo! Which there's also not much of. There's not much of, but there's some big stories going down. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I even feel like talking about this stupid, serious stuff. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off with the anthem thing from Kotaku because okay. uh, it's such an interesting story, and it needs to be told. Um. It does. He did a good job. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, so yeah, Jason Schreier, shout-outs to him. Great job. Jason Schreier's yes, a good boy. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to quickly summarize as much as I can without going into too much detail. So uh, essentially the story behind Anthem was that it started off in 2012, and it didn't even start off as a looter shooter. It started off as a completely different game, uh, more of like mm. a survival exploration type of game. Ugh. Whatever, Ben. And so when they tr- I mean, when they tried um doing the traversal stuff with it at first, they thought about like climbing around stuff, and they figured, and they found out that Frostbite's engine's not great at that kind of stuff because Frostbite's engine or anything, yeah, really. Uh, Frostbite's engine is mostly <laughs> for battlefield and first person shooters. So, and even then, barely. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the main issues that they had with it was the Frostbite engine. Uh, there was also infighting between Bioware Austin and Bioware uh, Edmonton. I know um, what those offices uh, are, right? Hmm. And yeah, there was like a lack of focus and identity of what this game is. Because this game didn't even come around to actually being put together until 12, 16 months uh, before it came out. Which That's crazy. Ridiculous. It was in- the bulk of the development, yeah. Like yeah. they had the, the mechanics all built. <laughs> But they weren't sure what they wanted to do with those mechanics or which mm-hmm. ones they wanted to include. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was in pre-production for like five years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and another thing was that they constantly started from scratch over and over again. So like if they wanted to make one change in the game and wanted to test that out, it would take like a week or two to like get that to work because the Frostbite's engine was so difficult to work with. Oof. Uh, and... But EA insisted. <laughs> yeah, e- EA needs to tell people not to use, like, they need to get off that engine and use something else, like, maybe, like... Sounds like What it. I find Jeez. just stupid is the same thing, like, it sounds like EA is state government. Because in a lot of ways, it's very similar. Like, you're, you're basically arguing, like, let's find a way to make something cheap to develop, but then it takes so many man hours to get it yeah. done, and that you're not actually saving money. Because of all the overtime and everything, it's actually costing more than just a different, you know, easier to work with, cheaper engine would have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't want to pay those licensing fees, which is silly. But you're yeah. spending more on the people to do the and work. And you're ruining people's right. lives. Fucking, with it. Right. Like, fucking billion sense. dollar company doesn't want to shell out money? Oh, color me surprised. Because you're shelling out money one way or another. Yeah. Right. I don't understand that idea. If something's taking longer, you're spending <coughs> more money on more people to do that work. 
Mm-hmm. So you're seeing it in the personnel budget instead of the expenditures mm-hmm. budget, but it's still budgeted money. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know, man. Uh, moving on. Uh, the one thing that made the game unique, the flying, the, like the really good part of Anthem, they debated mm-hmm. for so long of taking that out, putting it back in, taking it out, putting it back in. It's kind of ridiculous really? that they thought about taking it out so many times why that's um, crazy well like when you think about it they, they have to design a world around the flying right because if you can fly that's anywhere there's yeah. like you could just go as high as you want or go wherever the hell you want right without having mm-hmm. your boosters max out so when they're constantly doing that they're constantly like uh re-editing the levels to how you can get around so that's another mm-hmm. issue that mm-hmm. that took forever and because they kept changing the levels, they couldn't really build missions because they didn't know what the actual levels would be in order to build missions around that, those landscapes. Right. Jeez. Um, Goodness. Another thing was that uh, I think it was in 2015 or 2016 or something, the game started to look like uh, like a looter shooter. And the, the, mm-hmm. the, lead, the leads on uh, Anthem didn't want to acknowledge that pretty much. They're... It started. It's, well, they didn't want to acknowledge. Yeah, Destiny. they didn't want to acknowledge Destiny specifically. They were comparing it to things like Diablo yeah, Three instead. Because like Bioware is more of an RPG factory. They're not really shooters, right? Uh, right. <laughs> but like, if you see your game going in one direction, you should go in that direction instead of like ignore Destiny or like any of the other looter yeah. shooters. You should actually play those right. and like the things yeah, you can learn exactly. from. You know. You don't ignore it. Which is why the inventory system <laughs> and, like, the loot system is essentially broken. Another thing was that, um, speaking of the loot system and the inventory system, another thing was that this actually started off, like, this whole problem started off with Dragon Age Inquisition, and they didn't save any of that tech or anything from Dragon Age Inquisition. They threw that all out and started... Whoops. Why? That makes Whoops. no sense. Because that's their logic. They start over with each game and build it from the yeah. ground up. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, they threw that out, and then they they re- like the apparently the internal like some of the developers were hoping Dragon Age Inquisition would fail because they had such a difficult time with that game that it would show EA like hey they need to actually work on like using a different engine or like they need help. <laughs> Looking back, it's honestly kind of ridiculous that that game's good. Like I actually really yeah. like it. I don't really like Dragon Age, but that mm. one felt really good to play. And I feel like it shouldn't have. <laughs> right. It was the one game that they made from Frostbite, which ended up being a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of a mess. Like, the traversal elements, like, kind of jumping between missions and things like that is pretty messy. It would benefit from being an open world and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, I won Game of the Year somewhere. I can't remember where. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It all started then. Uh, there was also, like, obviously issues with Dragon Age, uh, or not Dragon Age, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. So people that were working in Anthem had to go and rush over to Andromeda and help fix that up before it got shipped out, mm, which they mm. do <laughs> do a whole lot. It came out right. to really bad reviews. Um, but isn't that came part of why they weren't wanting to put flying in Anthem? Because they are worried it was going to be too similar to Mass Effect? I can't remember. I think that was part of it. I can't remember that part. Um, one part says that they had, uh, people leave, like had stress leave and some developers never ever heard of that before. 
And people would just take mm. one to three months off, and some of them wouldn't even come back. Whoa. Because this game was that mm. stressful. Um, and this is during that crunch time, like the last, you know, 12 right. to 18 months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing that I want to bring up is they kept talking about Bioware magic. And mm. I always hate it whenever someone says, oh, it's magic the way this works. Or like it's, it's the... The magic of our company that fixes things. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you just mean, your magic just means that you're just grinding people into dust and like mm-hmm. just wearing them out. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> it's magic dust. That's what magic is to you. Oh, man. Hey. Um, damn. There was one other thing that I want to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. Um, this was scaring me if you wanted to be a game developer yeah. or to yeah. work on video games. Like this I've been seeing that a lot. Like the people that are coming out saying, like, you know, I always dreamed of being a game developer and it didn't, you know, I ended up going a different way. And now looking back, I'm glad I did. Like, it's literally mm. scaring people from wanting to be game developers. <laughs> like, that's that sucks. That sucks a lot. Because it's not the example everywhere. Right. No, no. But it, from what I hear, from at least what's been coming out, it's like it's it's not just Bioware, EA, it's oh, no places. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing Jason Schreier I mean, I mean, said. Was like, like, what what was the controversy last year? Um, mm-hmm. The where was it? Activision let go all those people, or no, no Red Dead, the whole Red Dead thing. You yeah. know that came out. So it's like it's there, mm-hmm. but this is the ugliest form I think we've seen it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I think it's the biggest at the studio level because it's like multiple games for multiple years. Like the people have known about it, but it stayed relatively quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. Red Dead's was, I mean, it was extreme, but it wasn't really unexpected. <laughs> like, it didn't sound that bad. It was like, oh yeah, a few people did 100 hours of work right. a week because they wanted to. Like, they chose to. It's like, people blew that out of proportion. Yeah. This is actually yeah. just terrible. It's terrible work conditions. And should probably lead to unionization, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. I'm glad Bioware didn't hire me when I sent the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing was that uh, when they part of the 16th um, months that they had to make the game, when they filmed and recorded all the audio and the VO and the motion capture stuff, they couldn't edit any mm. of that stuff because it was, it was already done. And what? I th- I think that like they didn't have the time to get people back in. It was what? really expensive uh, motion capture because they wanted to make sure that there weren't like. Uh, they, they they said that a big point was to make the game not memeable. Oh yeah, that was a nice. One. Like like Mass Effect Andromeda was with the bad facial expressions and stuff like that. <laughs> so they they spent a lot of money on really good facial capture and voice acting and everything like that. So once it was made, the game was still majorly in flux during that yeah. time, and so like months would go by and entire like story beats would change. But they had already recorded the VO and the motion capture and everything. Yeah. And they couldn't afford to bring the people back in because it was, you know, prohibitively expensive. Oh, boy. And so, like, some lines in the game don't make any sense. Like, uh, I, I I, actually booted up Anthem not too long ago, like maybe two days ago, just to see, just to look at it. And I was going to play a mission, but then I ended up ditching that to go with my guild to play Destiny. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> The, there's like an Asian woman in there that she's like a princess or something and apparently she like lost her armor but they didn't make the mission for that so it doesn't really make any sense like her exosuit you oh. know 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and people will talk about other people like they're like they hate them, and they're standing right next. But to But they're standing right yeah. next to them. Yeah, like weird things like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then after this story, came, but it looks pretty. <laughs> it does look pretty. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything else, or should I follow up with the follow up? Uh, I think that's I think that's most of the details or the main points at mm-hmm. least. Okay, so then after this article came out, uh, like just minutes later, uh, EA and Bioware PR put out a blog that basically was like, "We have no, we're like, we didn't want to participate in this article that was like tearing people down, and we didn't want to contribute to the negativity around the game." Uh, <laughs> Not about the games, it's about people's lives. Yeah. Right. No, basically they were saying we didn't want to contribute in anything that would make our people look bad. Even though oh. they make their people look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the funny thing was that it came out so quickly after the article posted publicly, they hadn't gotten a copy of the article. Um, I guess Jason Schreier sent them like the bullet points yeah. of, of what the article was about yeah. and encouraged mm-hmm. them to read it when it came out. And they didn't read it. They just put out this post like minutes later Clearly showing they hadn't read it because it was like eleven thousand words or something like that. They couldn't have possibly read it, <laughs> right. and you know crafted mm-hmm. that message in time. Um, so yeah, they made this whole accusation against what the article was about when they hadn't read the article and didn't know what the article was about. <laughs> so it didn't really help them look better. No, brilliant. And then uh, Casey Hudson. He wrote an email to his uh, staff talking about how uh, Kotaku article came out. Uh, said they explained why they didn't want to um, contribute because because uh, Jason was naming names and they didn't want to put people's names through the mud or something officially themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said that they're going to have like an all-hands meeting and... Uh, Gonna have a commitment to delivering on the highest expectations from Bioware Games through a work environment that's among the very best in the world. With your help, we will get there. So they're they're saying a lot of words that they're gonna try and improve conditions, but but they probably would have done it by now if they actually cared. Yeah, and if this article mm-hmm. didn't come out, then nothing would have changed at all. Yeah. Especially since the the top brass at Bioware were telling employees to not talk to the press right after <laughs> this all came out. The, so it's like instead of you know fixing things, they're just like, hey, don't don't talk to them about how bad damage they are. control, damage control, damage yeah. control. Which, to be fair, it's pretty normal protocol, like with NDAs and things like that, to sure. refer um, press to the PR people. I mean, I work mm-hmm. in communications; I'm very aware of how this all works, mm-hmm. but. Also, it sounds sleazy yeah. when you've just had this big expose exposing your, you know, your deepest, darkest, bad secrets of the studio and then right. telling people, hey, no, don't don't talk to them about us anymore. Let us handle yeah. it. Us, the ones that put out a, an article about how wrong it is to talk about how bad our people are when we didn't even read the article. We're really good at <laughs> PR, so just let us handle it. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have to add is that I like I read the article like half of it through, um, before work and then half of it after work, but I saw a lot of tweets mm-hmm. in the meantime where people were just like, 
Oh my god, they like canceled the version of uh, Dragon Age to make to finish Anthem. Like, God, yeah. you idiots! Yeah. You're missing the whole point of the article. It's not about just the game. <laughs> it's about workplace practices. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So that like oh that pissed me just, off. My games. All the all they care about is my games. Right. That's yeah. it. But oh boy, don't worry. Dragon Age Four is still in development. Yeah. Alright. You guys have anything to add? No, I just I hope there's some improvement. Because Bioware is not Bioware. Yeah, no, and it sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Gamers I, also I, suck. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they do. <laughs> um, which is awful. It's it's awful because like fuck I mean I've only played three Bioware games and that's that I love and that's Specifics one, two, and three. And it, mm-hmm. it's just like you know, you won't, I would love for them to be able to capture that feeling that was too, but it's just never, it just sucks. Yeah. I'll just replay two again. Fuck it. Also, uh, when I talked, to, I, I didn't mention the, the part of the infighting between Austin and Edmonton. And the, the only bit that I remember from the article is that uh, Austin like actually made, you know, the, the Old Republic, which is the Star Wars MMO. And they have experience mm-hmm. with online games while Edmonton oh, doesn't. Yeah. And they kind of just like didn't really take their advice on things to do. Oh, oh ironically, God, now that Anthem is out, Austin is the main studio working yeah. on the games as service, like live elements of it. <laughs> Interesting. So now they're like, "Oh, we screwed this up royally and didn't listen listen to any of your ideas that would have fixed yeah. it." But here, now have our our smoldering remains. <laughs> to me, it sounds like Austin's going to be the A developer in Bioware. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, maybe. I sh- I well, I was going to say I should go try to get. I know where those offices are at. Um, it's in an area where I feel poor as fuck. Um, <laughs> I'll bring them some pizza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Callback. So yeah, keeping the uh, motif going with uh, shitty people on the internet take, not taking the right lessons, uh, Borderlands 3 release date is confirmed, and it's going to be an oh, exclusive <laughs> to Epic Game Store for the first six months. On PC. Oh, season. boy. It's also coming so, to PS4 and Xbox One. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's uh, September thirteenth is going to be I, the uh, release date. Go ahead. I I I understand why I could understand why people at a certain point do not like this launching on on Epic on yeah. Steam because there's a lot of features that that Epic does not have and there's a lot of security issues that Epic does not have overseas. I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Right. I, I perfectly understand that. But the second you start review bombing shit on Steam for that stuff, and you're in like you don't want to take the time to download a fucking launcher that'll cost you nothing but time that you could literally take a shit to do, like that's that's when I know you're an entitled man, baby. That that's yeah. when I know you're a person mm-hmm. who wants everything handed to you, and you can't handle the idea of it. Like <clears throat> if if your if your complaints are uh, they don't have two action authority. Or a lot. I think there was like a good chart that I saw what Steam has and what Epic has. Yeah. I could. I. I. That is your. That is your thing. And if you don't want to buy, and you, if you want to wait, uh, what was it? Six months? Three months? Yeah. Um. Before Borderlands Three to launch on Steam, that's you're an awesome person. But the second you're like review bombing and doing all this shit and calling, and I'm like, man, just shut the fuck up. You're gonna download it on on thing. And then thanks to Low, I learned that you can download it through Epic and launch it through Steam. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? I don't see the problem. As long as you the remember the EXE with, with... for the game is, you can just okay. put it in your Steam library, and there it is. Like you can, 
I'm pretty sure you can you can have like the Steam overlay and stuff too. Like you don't have like you know there's no like like infrastructure built into Steam for the game, but you can play it. That's how I um I did that with uh, Axiom Verge actually, so I can use my uh, Steam controller for it. I did it with a bunch of other games too. So it's a thing you can do. I think the problem there is people are worried about their their information being leaked through Epic, and as soon as you sign up for the store, it's gone. Like that, there's no like you know delay on your information getting out. It's not like you can you know sign in real quick, buy Borderlands Three, sync it to Steam, and then it's like okay, cool. Do they have Epic gift cards? Is that a thing? Do they have like Epic? I mean, if if that if that's the thing that exists, do that. Like (laughs) if you're worried about your. For purchases on the Epic Store, I just honestly just do PayPal because it's kind of like an extra like yeah. layer between well, my bank account yeah. and the Epic Store. So if something is screwy, I can be like, "Hey, PayPal, take yeah, care of PayPal's this." Pretty good yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my solution. And then also two step verification. I use PayPal for most third party things. Yeah, yeah. I think Epic Store um, has two step verification now after the last shit that, <laughs> that happened. So I mean, there's that too. But I mean. I mean, there's things you can do, but at the same time, it, there's you can't. I mean, there's only so much you can do about the quality of the launcher itself. If it's not yeah. that secure, it's not that secure, and that's a reasonable concern to have. However, like going onto Steam and writing "fuck the Epic Game Store" on Borderlands <laughs> with two, two middle fingers with ASCII art, right? Like that's <laughs> not accomplishing anything. No. Right? Well, there, like, wasn't it uh, the Metro developers came out and said, like, we never want to put a game on Steam again if this is how you're going to treat our games when we do release them on Steam? They did like, that. Yeah, they did that impression too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And you know yeah. what? Like, the, the thing of it is, is like the, the Metro and Metro Last Light, the, the remakes and stuff like that, those had really good reviews until they announced, like, the Epic Store exclusivity and then all of a sudden people review bombed it. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, sure, like, it went from, like, overwhelmingly positive to mixed now. Like, that's what you've done. You've accomplished that. Are you... But, like, what else is that accomplishing other than that? Like, it's... People can look and see over time, like, the the little bar graph of the reviews and, like, oh, it tanked here. Why did that happen? Oh, because this game got announced for the Epic Game Store. And also but everyone's saying, won't. fuck They'll the Epic see, Game Store. Oh, this game is, like... A, a new player will just go there, see, oh, this game is mixed. Maybe I won't play it. Exactly. Like, Some people just take it face value. Yeah. Like, yeah, for those yeah. people, they could be missing out on games because of mm-hmm. entitled people like this who... Well, I'm missing out on Borderlands 3 because that's an epic exclusive, so they can miss out on this one on Steam. I'm doing <sighs> them a favor. Jeez. That's probably it's, the mentality. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but and, to me, I mean, there, there's two... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, just... Just real quick, just from like a business level, like, I mean, like there, there's benefit to the company for releasing on Steam or not Steam for uh, Epic Game Store exclusively, you know, for six months. Like they, you know, they, they take that less of a the profit cut or whatever like that. And, you know, if anything, this should be like a thing, like a message to Steam that they should reconsider how they're currently doing things because. Wake it, the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, because you have all these people going to the Epic Game Store. Like, all these developers and stuff like that. Like, they're, they're going there for a reason. I mean, like, you, despite the quality of the launcher, they're going there. You know? So, I don't know. This is, this is crazy. I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, there's two sides of this. Mm-hmm. One is that the Epic launcher is not available everywhere. And that right. is a genuine concern when it's exclusive on PC. 
So if the only way you have to play something is PC and it's not available in your country, even though Steam would be, that sucks. Like, it really does suck. And I understand that. Yeah. And that's when they should do, like, what, you know, some streaming services do, like the DC Universe app. Uh, Thomas has been getting to watch, like, Doom Patrol and stuff on Netflix because mm-hmm. the DC Universe app isn't up there. So he gets to just do it on Netflix. Yeah. Whereas we have to, you know, shell out the extra money for the DC Universe app. So I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to have that mentality of like, well, if my thing isn't available here, then I need another deal for those regions. Maybe right. have like US exclusivity on the Epic Store and then, you know, everywhere else it goes to Steam. You're still going to get people regionally complaining, well, why isn't it Steam here when they get it on Steam? That's not fair. I've done an extra launcher and they don't. But those people are going to complain no matter what. Yeah. So at least you're making the other ones, you know, the ones that can't get it otherwise, happy. Because they can right. at least still play the game. You're not screwing them over with your exclusivity. Yeah. yeah. On the other side of it, anyone that does anything to, to complain about this game outside of this game is just basically the worst kind of person. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way that you... Like, if you really are mad about this, the only way that you have to take it out on them is to not buy the game. Mm-hmm. But you're going to. Like, those, those people that are complaining, they're review bombing other games because they're still going to buy this one. And they want another alternative way to, you know, like, kick the man. Stick it to the man. That's the phrase. Stick it to mm-hmm. the man that still justifies them buying this game probably on the Epic Store that they hate. I don't have the Epic Store. I don't plan to get the Epic Store. I don't care about the Epic Store problems because I'll just wait. Yeah. It's a video game. It's <laughs> right. not that big of a deal. Like, oh boy. It's if it really crazy. matters to you and you only have a PC, pirate it. That's another alternative. You really mm-hmm. want to play it. You don't want to support the Epic Store. You want to stick it to 2K. Pirate the friggin' game. You have another system, another way to play it. It's crossplay. Buy it elsewhere. If you're going to review bomb other games that aren't on the Epic Store, and then you still buy Borderlands 3 on the Epic Store, you're a hypocrite, and you should shut up. (laughs) That's the two sides of this. If you Mm -hmm. don't have the Epic Store, and you have no way to play this game... I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. That sucks. Epic shouldn't do that. Yeah. If you do have access to the Epic Store and you're just being a dick, stop. (laughs) No one cares about Mm -hmm. whatever activist thing you think you're doing. You're not. (laughs) Keyboard warrior. I I saw a lot of people saying they're just going to pirate the game too. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting because it's a multiplayer game primarily. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like I pirated Dead Island and played it with people a while back. Huh? There's there's yeah, maybe it'll work that. out. I don't know. But I don't know. It's just <laughs> I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's people are flipping out over a launcher of all things and it's just yeah. yeah, this is at least they don't have to buy another $400 console to play a game that was previously on multiple platforms fucking Tomb Raider. Um so yeah, it's not like that. Yeah. You think about that. How I was upset when they said Tomb Raider, the second Tomb Raider game after the reboot, was going to be exclusive 
for oh what was it a year not even a year it was like not even like four months because it bombed was a year? no um, well it was supposed to be a year and then i think yeah. it was like eight months or something yeah it wasn't even that mm. so like like i was upset i'm like i don't want to buy an xbox other than that, I'm, I'm constantly buying an xbox so i was like that's worse in my opinion because you yeah, have to shell sure. out money to get that exclusive that was yeah. previously on multiple platforms yeah. right this, this is you like maybe have to sacrifice some some data we don't even really know all the the rumors that it's like selling data to Chinese companies is has pretty much come up false, but it does have less security than Steam. So sure, the data that's already out there with every other account you have might get sold. Oh no! <laughs> exactly. If you're afraid that your exactly. data is going to get sold, it already is. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Facebook has Facebook has your shit. Exactly. Facebook is worse. You no, know, I guarantee you. A- <laughs> a, per- a percentage of the people who are complaining about this probably signed up for Ancestry.com and they sell their DNA. So suck it, oh, asshole. That's why yeah. I haven't done that shit. I ain't trying to end up in no database. Right. So did me. Indeed. That's why you live in the <laughs> desert. No one needs No one needs more of me in the world. No one needs that. No. Oh, you know, wait. Okay. I got to go to my whiteboard real quick. Sorry. I'll be right back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is going to be a beautiful utopia controlled by love, ruled by me. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. So much responsibility, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, yeah, Humanity think... would really hit a low point. God damn it. Ah. I see what you <laughs> did there. I see what you did, and it was good. It was... was very good. But <laughs> um, a lot of for that one. I was just going to say, a lot of the people who like just retweet or re- repost the, the spreadsheet of all the features, I'm, I want to ask them, how many of these features in Steam do you actually use, though? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, cloud saves are great. You know, that's awesome. Like, being able to, like, launch other games through it, that's awesome, too. You have cross-game chat. It has built-in chat. There's, like, a streaming service built into Steam. It has a lot of cool shit. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool shit in there that I don't use. So, like, it, Or that other things can do also. Right. It's mainly the security exactly. stuff, which I can see getting you getting like not being okay with downloading the Epic Store. Yeah, well, I mean, it, and that was also the thing where it was like I guess like the Epic Game Store was like looking at your your Steam contacts or something like that, but that was for crossplay. For I I yeah. think it was. So I don't know. People were just looking for reasons to complain, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's like saying, well, why should I buy this car when this car has all these other features that I'm not going to use anyways. That's what it sounds like. Every new launcher has caused this same level of issues. Epic's yeah. just been a bigger deal because it's got a lot of exclusives. Yeah, at least it's not like hopefully at least it's not like Fallout like um uh, Bethesda's launcher where it literally breaks. Oh yeah, there was um I don't think we talked about it, but they put all their games on Steam like a week ago. Oh yeah. That's right. They did. So they kind of like <laughs> just gave up on their launcher. <laughs> <laughs> for the best it sounds like a lot of infrastructure and stuff to maintain mm-hmm. and i don't i mean it's bethesda <laughs> but I like look at the origin launcher back. origin hasn't really gotten better since it came out it's just kind of I'd the, same, the yeah. epic launcher is better and origin has exclusives yeah yeah i mean if <laughs> i mean <laughs> exactly like titanfall People 2 use like it. i wouldn't play titanfall 2 otherwise is titanfall 2 yeah. on steam no Apex is on the Origin launcher. Yeah. yeah. Friggin' everyone has Apex. Exactly. You got it, even though the Origin Apex launcher is sucks. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people should make a big deal out about this because it's epic. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's the, the Chinese. It's displaced Fortnite 8. You know. 
Like, it's also ten cents. It's just even real. I know, but they're conspiracy theorists. You can't argue with them, right, Ben? The thing yeah. about Tencent too is that they're they're a, <laughs> a shareholder, a significant shareholder, but they're still a minority, I believe. So they don't have like they they can't like call shots necessarily. But I don't know. Okay, moving on. Whatever. People suck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about something that we like. We 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 talked about Metroid before, and so. Best Buy's internal system was the Metroid Prime trilogy, and Zelda: A Link to no, the Past Switch. Yeah, yeah, and a few um, other things that aren't listed here. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are the headliners because yeah. they get the clicks. Um, <laughs> I love. Before we get into it, I love that like somebody posted on Twitter like I can't believe they're bringing Metroid Prime trilogy to Switch, and it was um, the 3DS game, not uh, the 3DS game, Pinball and Prime Hunters. <laughs> As, as the one's coming to switch. Wow! Don't do that to me. If it is, I'm gonna just laugh. I'm gonna. I mean, honestly, uh, they could bring hunters. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like as just a, nice a pack-in bonus. bonus game. You yeah. get because yeah. it Maybe doesn't need the... the the two screen stuff. Yeah, it just no, because it was just a way to move. I think. Well, it's a radar. I never played. You it. could put the radar oh, okay. on the top screen. Exactly. Um, make it part of the HUD. Yeah. Um, but it's also not touch a great up the, game. The... So there's that. Yeah, don't just the other three other playing. Um, yeah. I as for the link to the past one, I don't think we're gonna get like a link to the past remake. Like some people have been speculating, because I feel like yeah, there's no way they're gonna put two Zelda remakes that close together. Just no. yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think it might be, and I kind of don't want it to be because it's gonna prove everybody right. I think this might be the start of like Super Nintendo, uh, on as part of the um the Switch Online Classic <laughs> thing. I think that's what but it might be. Then why mm. would it be a Best Buy skew? Right. Yeah. I don't, mm. I don't fucking know. That's I'm just making shit up. <laughs> See, I think it definitely could be. To... Or they're going to make you pay seven ninety nine for it again. And you can well, buy it at best. Because I, I, I put this in our Discord. I think it could be like Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds uh, remade together. Like, mm. you know, kind of in the same graphic style. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can, like the like a Link, a Link to the Past saga collection type thing. Um, that would be weird, because they're basically the same game, but one has a better mechanic. No, Link, Link Between Worlds is entirely better. The dungeon designs no, that's are better. What I, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's a, but like in terms of structurally and how they are and how like it's a light in a dark world, they're pretty much the same game. So I don't. That's weird to me. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're different enough, for sure, but, like... I mean, like, Link to the World started as Link to the Past remake, so it wouldn't be that hard, like, with the world map already built and everything, to also rebuild Link to the Past in that engine, Mm -hmm. and then port them to Switch. Like, that's a a cheap way to make 60 bucks per game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I see that being fully possible. (laughs) I would love a Link to the Past remake if it it looked like Link Between Worlds. I would... I'd mostly play the Link Between Worlds part, but I... That's because you're a heathen! Okay, no, the like skull dungeon game. in Link to the Past is the worst dungeon ever made. Look, listen, there there are shitty dungeons Prove in all the Zelda games. Prove me wrong. In, wait, what dungeon? Skull dungeon. What dark Which world? One's, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. convoluted. But every fucking Zelda game has that one dungeon you don't like. Yeah, but it's so, the worst ever made. Um, I actually, the, I have a I video mean, idea of my top favorite and least favorite uh, Zelda dungeons of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I have look, look, look at the water temple. Look at look at the 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 sea temple. That's not the sea. It's not also called the sea temple. But think from Majora's Mask. 
Um, shit, Wind Waker, all of Wind <laughs> no. Waker's dungeons are pretty much bad. No, anyway, the Great so. Sea Temple is actually pretty good. It's one of my favorite water temples. It's convoluted. It's, it's good, but it's but it's, it's it, yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> compared to the other ones. But as far as water um, temples go, anyway, we're off topic. We'll have another <laughs> discussion about that another time. Um, yeah, so yeah and how you're this, wrong. This Best Buy listing has uh, the 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 reason that it started was because the Persona Five S thing came out as like it was basically called Persona Five for Switch or Persona Five Switch Edition, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And so people were even... thinking that's the Persona Five S that's been rumored to be announced on uh, April 25th, and so that was like okay, so this this is real, like it's actually happening. And then alongside that. There was also they also found SKUs for Metroid Prime Trilogy, uh, Zelda: Link to the Past, and then um, Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD uh, eShop, like in in quotes or in uh, parentheses. Oh. I mean, oh, so like basically, yeah, I, oh, like I didn't know that. Just digital versions of those HD hmm. remasters on the eShop specifically. I guess probably you know, Switch digital downloads. Um, so this whole thing like. People were joking that it was a Best Buy Direct, um, <laughs> like a little a little mini Nintendo Direct that Best Buy leaked. Um, and honestly, I could I could see that. Like, we've already got Cadence of Hyrule and uh, uh, Link's Awakening coming out this year, and there's no new Zelda game coming this year. Like, there's been you know the kind of ramp up with Monolith Soft and everything like that, uh, building towards probably some kind of new game next year, either like a, you know, Majora's Mask style sequel to Breath of the Wild or the rumored like loose remake slash sequel to Skyward Sword, that kind of thing. Um, but this year, if they don't have Metroid Prime 4 coming, which that basically rebooted itself, um, they have Pokemon, they have Animal Crossing, things like that, but like... Astral Chain. Yeah, but... They need like a major hook, and so I could see po- Pokemon's like, going to do that. Pokemon's yeah, but that's gonna... late in the year. Yeah, that's where they need it. Like in November, like the they make all their months, money. I mean, we've got Mario Part- Mario Maker two coming. That's going to be big. Yeah, that's going to that's going to sell units. Fire Emblem's coming out in yeah, the summer as well. The springtime. Yeah, Yoshi just came. Yoshi just came out. There you go. Uh, like I could see one of these Zelda titles in May, honestly. Hmm. Um. I don't know if they had an announcement date for Cadence or not. I have no idea. That game is it so said weird 2019, but um, I mean Yoshi just came out. And then there's nothing in May. Um, outside yeah, of Mortal that's Kombat, what I'm saying, well, I could see a Zelda title yeah. in May. I mean Mortal Kombat comes out for Switch, and that's going to be a pretty big deal. People will buy it for that. I guarantee it's that's not an exclusive though. It's different. No, no, but it's it's big. but think like I again I don't I can't remember the months of everything. But as yeah, far as like June, first party titles. Yeah. We could have a Zelda game like every other month for the rest of the year. Which some of it would be, you know, eShop titles, like the HD games. They wouldn't be as, as big of releases or anything. They would just come out with the eShop titles those months. Um, but we could have a Zelda title every other month, and it would totally make sense. I mean, I, I, I think Nintendo's just fine, because you just got the Yoshi game that just came out. There's nothing in May, you're right. But then in, and then in June, you got Mario Maker. That's going to sell a lot of people who have the Switch or made people buy the Switch for it. In July, you got Fire Emblem. August, you have nothing. Then you have that Platinum game, Astral Chain. So August, another Zelda game. I mean, you don't really need anything. I mean, like, 
you got enough already. People will probably still be playing Mario Maker for that two point. years. They've had a first party game every month. I don't see them stopping that. I guess I just I think it's just too much Zelda. That's not possible. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, it is. I don't want to. I don't want to get burned out. Think about it this way: they did the Final Fantasy games, eShop titles, like pretty much all at once. You know, a little like a few weeks staggering between them. They would probably do the same thing with Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD. So those would be maybe two weeks apart in one month. Just as eShop titles. And then we get this Link to the Past compilation, which or just, you know, Link to the Past game, whatever. Um, probably not May. Cadence could maybe be May, but that's a little early. I don't know. We'd really need another Direct to announce some more stuff. Because May is too close. Mm-hmm. Um... But I fully see like a Zelda game probably like November time, um, either September or November, when it's a little well, slower. Yeah, I mean that Link's Awakening game is scheduled for this year, so yeah, that's probably the fall one. But I don't know. Point is, I believe this leak. Like Best Buy's put placeholder things in before. Um, it doesn't entirely mean that there's something coming, and it could be related to that. Uh, Nintendo Direct April Fool's thing with like everything's coming that announced a few of these games you know obviously as a joke mm-hmm. and they might have just like made for excuse but like they're still in the system there's there were tweets from people afterwards like yeah like I can confirm they're there like like multiple people confirming that they're in the system mm-hmm. so it could be just wishful thinking but you know they got they got Dragon Age for Switch coming out. I don't know if it's exclusive, but it has exclusive content. There you go. Dragon Quest. Dragon whatever. It's Dragon something. Square. <laughs> the, the, the RPG Square doesn't care much about. Yeah, that's September, October. I don't remember which. Okay, that, that's fine. That's like, that's going to be a huge release for people. But it's still not a first party game. They've had first party it's... releases every month since they started with the Switch. I don't remember having that much for the first party releases last year. Well, exclusive releases, I should yeah, say. Yeah, they had, they had Kirby... Then there was a long drought. Um, I don't really remember what they had much last year, but I don't know. I'm just saying. No, I'd have to look up the list. I don't remember all yeah. of them, but yeah, it was exclusive titles. That first year was insane. That first year, you're right, of the Switch, that was insane. Um, the second year, not so much. There wasn't as much Switch stuff. I'll pull up the list. Okay. Not right now. I'll send it to you. But Let's move on. I gotta go to sleep soon. Right, moving on, we got we're gonna keep it retro and go back to the sixty-four bit era with the sixty-four bit tonic now available. People still like this game? You put this in here. I didn't put that in there. I put I this in there. there. You talking <laughs> about? I thought it was cool. So <laughs> why would I put this in there? To bury the lead a little bit, uh, Playtonic has re- revealed that the sixty-four bit tonic is coming to ukulele for the Nintendo Switch and PC versions right now. The others will come later. So now you um, can play a mediocre game that looks even more like shit. Yeah, this was a this was an announcement like from before the game came out. Like there was a placeholder for this tonic. It was a feature that they had talked about like pre-release and everything, and it's finally been added to the game. But what's funny is they released they announced it on April Fools. So like this seems like something that should mm-hmm. be in April Fools. Like here's a 64-bit mm-hmm. version of our game, but like it's a real feature that they've been talking about for months. That's pretty much what um, April Fools and is now. It's like It's out. Here's on, our joke yeah, thing. We actually is. made it. Please buy it. <laughs> yeah. True. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it is. Um, but honestly, like, this doesn't look 64-bit. 
It just looks like they removed a lot of the textures and then put a CRT filter on. Oh, no. Like, they didn't actually make anything low poly or anything. That sounds bad. Oh. It's like the rest of ukulele. (laughs) They they show some comparison shots. And it's the same, like, the character models and everything are the same. It's just they removed the actual, like, uh, like, bump mapping texture type stuff. So it's a lot flatter looking and like kind of bland, but like Yuka and Laylee look exactly the same, and it's mm-hmm. really frustrating, honestly, because I would I would like it to look more sixty four bit. Because I think it's a cool look for the game. Like, a, like um, it, I mean, like like it, the idea would it should have looked like Banjo Kazooie, but yeah. with like 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 the when it got ported to Xbox three sixty, you know, just yeah. everything, everything a little bit smoother. But it's just like landscape textures, and even though, like mm-hmm. I said, they're not sixty four bit. They're just lacking texture. <clears throat> yeah. Because that so was the easier thing to do. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Uh, I, I see they a pretty good like burn a, like in a... this tweet thread. Uh, why would you do this on April Fool's of all days? The real joke is how lazy the effect is. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you, when you make a... Out, like a pre-release picture of like the two characters looking 64-bit. I was like, that's kind of cool, actually. And they didn't do that at all. Nope. Mm. All right. Mm. Um, yeah. Moving on, we've got Ben's new favorite game, Lovers of Ether. <laughs> Wait, what? This is another April Fool's thing, <laughs> which is pretty funny because that's also a real thing. Oh yeah, I saw this. I thought this was hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a free, real. It's a free title. Yeah, um, I get to fucking the rails. Of that's Aether's awesome. Character. And I hate how cute they are. Actually, like, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. They good. did a really good job because making. You can't compete with you can't compete with with Smash in terms of its characters. But fuck it, let like, you know how you can compete. Let the people fuck them. That's how you let them. That's how you win. That's how you win the war. Uh, but it's me, funny because like the whole plot of like this fighting game is you know like they they keep invading each other's territory and it's like no we have to fight. And now it's like they're just all in a high school setting, like yeah. you know, dressed with like the jock and the nerd and stuff like that. Yeah, this is a furry's wet And they're just talking to it? each other. I care. Hey, there's not. An, I mean, there's the pigeon one. So yeah, but that's not really oh. furry because that's literally it's just like a avi- pigeon. aviators or I don't know. Yeah, people who are who want to fuck birds. But like, <laughs> there's also there's a bird in this too. Um, there's also like some yeah. cool little mini games and stuff in there. Like, there's some depth to this game. That's free. Interesting. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm always a fan of the, but, uh, you know. the monitor on your monitor effects that they mm-hmm. that they have in this. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, going even further back to the 16-bit era, we got Sega Genesis Mini launching in September. I oh, already yeah. pre-ordered mine. Um, cool. Because I want it next to my Super Nintendo and it has Castlevania Bloodlines on it. That's See? the only reason why. The history of Genesis like flashback consoles and stuff would make me okay. wait for a review, okay. even if Here, I wasn't here's, a Sega Here's fan. why I tell you right. this: I have better, I better, I have better hope. One, At Games is not making this one, so right, you can, true. But the okay. people who are making this one, uh, they're called M2, and mm-hmm. they are. If you haven't heard of them, uh, they at least what most people might know them for. They are. They were responsible for a lot of the Sega Genesis 3D ports to the to, to 3DS, and those were fantastic. Hmm. Um, so if they're handling that and they're just putting it literally in a little <laughs> emulator box, it's going to be great. It's going to be okay. awesome. Um, so the only thing I hate about this 
Mini is that the U.S. version gets the shitty three yeah. button controller. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I will spend extra money to get the six button Genesis controller. The big boy. I remember hating that D. I remember that thing was not comfortable to hold that really D-pad at all. Was no. shit. And then, it's... then the six button came out, and I was like, "Where has this been?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the yeah. Uh, games announced so far are Echo the Dolphin, uh, <laughs> uh, Castlevania Bloodlines. Yes, has not been seen. This is the first re-release that game has had ever. That's the that's the number one reason why I'm getting Space Harrier Two, cool. Shining Force. That's hope they put two on there. But cool. <laughs> that's a game. Uh, Doctor Robotnik's <laughs> Mean Bean Machine. The that's actual Tetris game. I played growing up. Obligatory, like it's on every Sega console thing. Mm-hmm. Toji mm-hmm. and Earl. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's grunge. Music. This is good. Uh, Comic Zone. Decent That's another up. one. That's a good one. Man, decent beat em up. Good sprite animations. Story was weird, but fun game. So- Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> of course. I hope they put Sonic 3 and Knuckles on this on this thing. I really hope they do. Guns. I doubt it, but that'd be cool. Gunstar Heroes. Oh, must nice. have. That's that's a must have in any Genesis. And Classic. everyone's favorite Genesis game, Altered Beast. Yeah. Everyone. It's Who okay. doesn't love Alter Beast? Who likes Alter Beast? I no, like Alter Beast. Don't go back no. and play that game. You want to go? I just remember thinking go. this game looks really weird. What's going on? That's it's all I remember from Alter up. Beast. It's it's, it's awesome. It's an early beat 'em up, and I love it. It looks like shit. It plays like shit. Oh well, it's impossible. I mean, you can, look. You're probably gonna look if you want to play Golden Axe. Golden Axe is gonna be on this thing. Who cares? <laughs> you don't have a lot of time, so it's a quick game. You can be as a man thing that turns into a beast and. You beat some people up. Of it's course, awesome. the one Altered Beast fan is on our podcast. Not an Altered Beast fan. I just, I just, I just, it deserves to be on it. It should have um, been Streets of Rage like 2. like an Altered Beast fan. Streets of Rage 2 is going to be on it. It's 40 games. It's going to be on there. Same what with, it's uh, it's, it's going to be on there. It's going to, street, if Streets of Rage 2 is not on this list, I will eat my, a water bottle. There you go. Mm. Well, it seems like there's a noticeable lack of two player games on here so far. <laughs> And it specifically comes with two controllers, so I would expect yeah. a lot more yeah. two-player like games, like you said, you know, Sonic and Sonic the Hedgehog and things like that. Yeah, Sonic. Well, Sonic Three, I guess. Sonic One wasn't two-player, was it? No, Sonic Not Two. Until Sonic Two. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, but you got to put Sonic One on the Genesis. I mean, you got to. Yeah, of course. Can, I guess. can you put fighting games with the three-button controller? Does that work? It's. I don't know. I don't want to try. Like a bad oh. time. I think that's how I played Mortal Kombat. I mean the the only yeah the mm. only the only fighting game they should put on this game is Mortal Kombat two and the funky ass version of Street Fighter two uh, on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> but yeah, I'm buying the six button controller. I'm importing mm. that shit. Also, Not yeah, funny. Japan gets the six button controller. By the way, yeah, why, why Sega, why? Because they're superior in every way. <laughs> oh, fuck you, fuck you. Because no one cares drive. about Sega in the U.S. anymore. <laughs> the thing is, the Genesis is better here. Give us the better fucking controller. I like how on this three button American controller above the three buttons it says trigger. The good news is, is though this is it's not like yeah, the the, the SNES classic where it uses like the Wii sort of plugins. It's a USB one, so theoretically, if you oh. buy like a you can use your three sixty controller probably, or you could buy something off of Amazon. I I was even looking for some. There's some cheap ones for like <clears throat> for like ten fifteen bucks. So it's like nice. yes, whatever. That's cool. The analog uh, sound controls for the headphone on there is pretty dope, though. <laughs> you gotta love mm-hmm. those those classic sliders, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah. But yeah, I have hubs. I already pre-ordered in my yeah, so pre-orders are up if you're interested. And last news It's not gonna go away like the Super Nintendo Classic. It's probably gonna sit there for a while. <laughs> Although those are back too, so yeah. Are they? I thought they yeah, okay, they're cool. Yeah. I've seen them in stores. Hmm. I've been tempted. Uh last news story of the day, Starlink. Battle for Atlas production update. Just you didn't know I did you? Cool. Uh, so they basically announced that you know they're they're super happy that everyone's been receiving the new Starlink content well, like the the Star Fox you know editions that were announced in February's Nintendo Direct, um, and that they're going to continue working on more free updates for the game. But they're actually discontinuing the uh, physical toys that accompany the game. Yeah. So mm. all mm. new content is going to be digital only. <clears throat> um, they're not going to put out any more toys or anything because it's been extremely expensive. Nobody's and, buying um, them. The sales for the game itself has been below expectations. So they've made the decision to not release any additional physical toys for the spring update and in the future. Um. But they wanted to reassure everyone that they're grateful for the support and that they uh, will continue to offer free content, uh, such as additional missions, challenges, and new activities, mm-hmm. including content that was inspired by community suggestions such as Outlaw Racing, which is one thing they showed off in that Nintendo Direct. Um, and that they can't wait for everyone to get their hands on our next big update launching this April. So I would guess probably a few more months, like whatever they've currently got in the works for Starlink, and then they're going to quietly sunset it and let people just enjoy what's out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, which, that I mean, this hard. game's gotten more support than I would have expected it to. So. Yeah, it's huge. I almost bought it when it was 40 bucks the Deluxe Edition that had all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably buy it around Christmas time when it was like 25 30 bucks. Yeah, like now if you're going to discontinue the physical stuff, like finding the you know the star fox set with all those toys and everything with it could be worth holding on to like yeah. just you know keep yeah, it all in the I, box i open mine mm-hmm. up it's a, it's a nice little i'm gonna buy the digital it's a nice ring. little uh r-wing just sitting on my speaker right now it's worth it for me yeah <laughs> yeah i don't care enough about <clears throat> star fox but i would be tempted just as a collector's item yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right justin where can the people find you oh i don't get to talk about the melee oh, thing oh yeah okay talk about melee that's okay. Right. It'll, it'll be it'll Story be quick. Time. I promise. Story so time. this past weekend there was a tournament. Uh, no, Kataka. I don't want to give you my email address. Um, there was a melee tournament. Uh, it was called um, actually uh, Battle of BC Three in Vancouver. Uh, it was game five between uh, Ice Climber player and the Jigglypuff player. Uh, basically, what happened was is that the Ice Climber player or the Jigglypuff player went up by one stock. And the Ice Climber player proceeded to not play for several minutes, ultimately ending, quitting, and um, resulting in just uh, basically quitting, forfeiting, at, despite wasting everybody's time, and throwing his controller. Um, and this mm. call, this blew up because of a twi- uh, Twitter account, at uh, SirToasty, uh, is where I saw it, and, um, and I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, the reason why this melee player uh, apparently got mad is because his... Um, there's a technique in Smash Melee that's called wobbling, which really only Ice Climbers can do, I think, uh, which basically allows them to do like infinite attacks on a character, and that's the only reason why they're even viable in Melee. Hmm. And it was, for some reason, it was banned in this tournament, and for some reason because Smash has to control, every, Melee has to control everything about their game to make it competitive perfectly. 
Um, so yeah, uh, and it, it caused quite a stir. Um, I will say this: um, a lot of people were like using this as a, 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 a springboard to attack Smash Melee. I'm not going to do that, although I do have some words um, to the guy who basically threw it. You know, wasted everybody's time. That's what I'm more upset about than anything is that mm-hmm. he wasted people's time. Mm-hmm. And he could have just instant death. He could have done any of that stuff and got off the stage and threw a sniper tantrum, whatever. Um, my thing is, is that um, you play a, ca- a game, Smash Melee, not a lot of characters. Um, you play Ice Climbers, a not a great character in the game, from what I understand, and relies on this wobbling technique, which for some reason Smash banned. You know, because apparently it slows down the game too much. Hmm. Um, Smash is melee is notorious with banning shit and unbanning shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the reason why that works against the Jigglypuff is the Jigglypuff is basically your keep away character. You can just, you know, run, attack, run, hit and run. You're lame it out, turtle style, basically. You know, it's, you've seen that in fighting games where you know, like Justin Wong would do that. That's what he's famous for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he basically got upset. And my thing is. It's like you knew wobbling was going to be banned in this tournament. You knew that. You know wobbling's been banned for a while. You knew that. You know that Ice Climbers versus Jigglypuff is probably a ten to one matchup. In that case, it's ten. It's ten in favor. That's five terminology. I apologize. It's ten one Jigglypuff's favor because of her mobility and Ice Climbers' inability to catch it. Because basically, Jigglypuff was just moving from platform to platform. Ice Climbers just can't catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And, and and this is hard. And this is what I'm what I'm gonna say is that like, it's super hard to do this, but you need to have a secondary. You need to, you like you need to have a fox in the pocket if you're gonna if you think you might run into a jigglypuff. And and I know like and and that's that's easier said than done because learning a, a second fighting game character like seriously is super hard. And mm-hmm. I'm doing that with Chun Li this year. It's super hard because I'll do buttons that I'm that I'm that I think are right, but that's for Rashid, not for Chun. It's super hard, and especially in a game like Melee, it's really hard. But you have to know that going in. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like you have to understand that you have to have a counterpick. Like, if, if I was playing in tournament, um, and I knew my opponent it likes to play Dalsum, I'm not going to pick Chun-Li because Chun-Li gets destroyed by Dalsum. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick Rashid because Rashid is faster, he's more mobile, I can take advantage of things more so. Or have a more even matchup. So... That's what my the other thing that, that that's my thing to that guy, you know. It's like, and then also he should have just just kill yourself instantly. Why did you sit there? If if he was like, if he and, and, and to me, I know some melee players and some casual players are like getting mad at the Jigglypuff. But the Jigglypuff's playing the game the way he should be playing. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, there's a character in Street Fighter Five called Monat. She uses these orbs that'll basically keep you out. That's her goal. Because the second you get in on her, it's wide open season for it's wide open season. So, wait, like Jigglypuff, and again, it was 3-2. You know, it wasn't a beatdown or anything. It was close. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that Jigglypuff lost is because the Jigglypuff went in, and Jigglypuff's not good at going in. Jigglypuff's meant to keep you out, keep away, play keep away. That's the that's the that's that's why you play the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, so, like, you have to understand that as a player if you, if you take this seriously. Um, and, and I think it, and it go and to me, it's a larger point at melee is sort of how they like to control things. And, and I'm going to say this, it's going to be controversial on people. And this is not an opinion. This is a fact. Melee is not designed to be a fighting game. It's mm-hmm. not. That is why there are so many stupid rules. And, you know, I get to know <laughs> items here, but there's so many stage restrictions, so many, 
you know, glitches that you have to do to exploit shit. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's like, yeah, Street Fighter 2 had some crazy shit, you know, with Old Sagat and doing fa- having faster recovery with his fireballs. But at the end of the day, Street Fighter 2 is still a, at its core a fighting game mm-hmm. where you don't need to have a broken game controller to function properly mm-hmm. or relying on an or rely on an infinite to make your character good. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it just shows to me like why I don't like melee. It's if anything or like why most people don't like melee because it, it relies on a lot of brokenness and a lot, and a lot of, and a lot of stuff like that and how the melee community is so not everybody, but they're so protective because they hate the fact that their game is not really a fighting game, and they're doing everything they can. And and melee can be competitive; it's been proven. Like that's I'm not saying it can't be, but at its core design, it was never meant to be that. And that and that and you know and it just shows. And this is a good example of that. But yeah, learn another character. Learn another character. Learn the matchup. Understand where you're at. And don't throw your controller. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't. Act like you've been there before, man. Like, I get it. You're salty. You know, being salty is, like, normal. You know? I, I've seen salt. Like, I mean, it's fine. But when you throw a controller, that's how I know you're still a 15-year-old boy who doesn't know how to handle a loss very well. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but that was about it. You know? Like, anything, it put another negative light on Smash Melee and just... You know, a lot of people... And, and, and it put a lot of people, like, more jumping on the bandwagon to hate on it. You know, mm-hmm. to me, like, to me, Melee does it themselves when they... <laughs> and the thing is, they weren't even mad at the Ice Climber player. More people were mad at the Jigglypuff player, and they were, like, trying to create rules. One of the one of the top players was like, well, maybe we should think about clipping a rule where, you know, if Jigglypuff times out, Jigglypuff takes to the out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Hmm? That's bullshit. What? <laughs> like, that's so stupid. Like, why are you punishing the Jigglypuff player who's playing the character the correct way... Or pretentious, this is not official, this is their little clicks. Like, like it just makes no sense. Like, can you, like, there were a couple of Street Fighter Five tournaments last year where one of the players, well, there were several timeout games. Nobody booed, nobody got mad. It was like, that's how you play the character. And if you can't get in, that's your fault. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the, that's the Ice Climber's fault for not picking Fox, because you pick Fox against Jigglypuff. Fox murders Jigglypuff. You know that. You have to know that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it boggles my mind. It's, this whole thing is just so weird. Why do you um, think people are so, like, all about Melee? The people that are. Because I never understood it. Because, I mean, like, yeah, cool. Like, when it came out, I was like, oh, cool. It's like the next generation of Smash. But there's been several other know, Smash man. games after. And I don't know. It's, it's just... from, from, I mean, it's like, it's like, for some reason, they just, it, it like, it's somewhat similar to, like, people, like, there are some people who play Super Street Fighter 2. But I think there's just, like, a cult mentality with it now. Because, it must be. Yeah. Yeah, because, like. Because, I think it's because of how popular it is. Because, I mean, Street Fighter Two Turbo so is still the played, play and there are Smash players. have Down syndrome. That's why. God damn! I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> um, I don't think it's that. I think because like there are plenty of people who still play Super Turbo, right? And it's still competitive level. But mm-hmm. I think maybe it's because those guys are older and they know better. But I think <laughs> you have. <clears throat> it's probably true. Um, I think be, yeah. it's because you have. It's almost like like these melee players are put up on a cult like status. Like you 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 any one ultimate melee player speaks, and then like a whole squawk a whole squawk of their followers will speak the same thing. <laughs> and and for some reason, no other game feels right. But yet, 
every Street Fighter player I know, while they may say prefer a Street Fighter game, like say Super Turbo, Third Strike, whatever, Street Fighter Four, mm-hmm. they'll go on to the next version and have and be fine with it. They may right. bitch and moan about it, right. but they'll move on. It yeah. it's weird. I've never understood the needingness to hold on to melee considering how busted it is. Fox is the most broken character ever. In one of the most broken characters ever in fighting games. That character makes no sense of what mm-hmm. it can do and how much damage it can do and all its movement abilities. It's so freaking stupid. Ban that character if you want to talk about bans. <laughs> um, and, and I think and it's because they're so, I'm going to say it, butthurt of people making fun of them because it's not a fighting game. And it's not. It mm. was never designed to be. Can't you the trip first... in that game randomly? There's no, like that's, that's Brawl. That's Brawl. Brawl. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and that's what I was going to say is that Smash Ultimate is the first Smash game where actually you can call it a fighting game somewhat. Where there's mechanics to it and there's there's dodging, there's there's techniques to it. Because mm-hmm. they incorporate mm-hmm. it into its design. Melee doesn't have that. To do wave dashing, that's a glitch. That's a <laughs> fucking glitch. <laughs> you know? Like Alright, we got we let's just say there's a yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's um don't be salty, learn the matchup. I gave you your you ten minutes. There you go. Uh my bad. <laughs> Justin. Let's get the show over with. <laughs> yes. Um yeah. I don't even know how to follow that. Uh you can find <laughs> Just say fuck me melee. <laughs> if you melee's trash. You can find me if you look up zero score, uh just like Google it or whatever. Um and I am on Twitter, YouTube, uh Twitch. Uh you might find me on Reddit. I'm apparently famous for bad takes about Borderlands three according to that community. Oh jeez. <laughs> or the Epic Store, I guess, but you know, it was a Borderlands three thread. Mm. Hello, you guys can find me on Twitter at Nero the Hero N three R zero T H E H three R zero. You can also find me on YouTube Nero the Hero, just spelled with letters. And you can find me here, <clears throat> Charge Shot, with these handsome gentlemen. And Ben, Twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy. It's been a while since I've done this. Twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy for all your anime titty knees. All right, and you can find me, your host, Thomas, on Twitter, CD Street Thomas on Twitter. You can also email me, thomas at chargeshot.com. Uh, send me an email regarding a question for the show, and I'll read it on the air. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere you can get your podcasts. Uh, we are on there. And until then, guys, <laughs> enjoy your game. Bye. Fuck Melee. It's trash. Fuck Melee. <laughs> Don't play Melee. 111.